Hello, true believers, and welcome to Four Color Commentary, the continuing saga of four comic nerds and the books they love. I'm Alan. I'm Chewy. I'm Ian. I'm Ryan. Yay, <laughs> we saw that coming. Uh, welcome to the continuing adventures of four people who can hardly stand each other. How are you all? Yeah. I hope you all are having a great day. Um, we are coming off our Halloween episode, the spooky Halloween episode. Spooky? No yeah. nightmares. Ha, no more suck night- it, Ryan. Oh, nope. well. Oh, man. Not I need, yet, anyway. I need, I need another Halloween podcast like I need a hole in a wall. Anyway. Oh, uh, oh. I see what you did oh, there. Oh, I get it. Like, like I that see what you did there and I'm compelled <laughs> to check it out. Alan wins. Alan wins. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You need a hole in the wall because that's how you get in and out of your room. You kind of do need a hole. Uh, that's called a door. Yeah, which goes in a hole. You know, if you think about it, you're right. It really a, a, a door is just a really well structurally placed exactly. wall hole. Exactly. If you think that's about it. It's just like windows. It's a hole. Glass covered wall hole. That's, yeah, true. that's true. So, welcome to Four Color Commentary. If this is your first time with us. Uh, welcome. We're Hello. So sorry. Welcome to Four Color Fortress. Um, if, if you, you think th- about it, like a window is kind of like. Oh lord! If you look into <laughs> a window, it's like you're looking at a piece of art in a frame and the house is just a giant frame that the art exists in yes thanks grant <laughs> thank you mr moore it's so meta that's so punk if you think about the house like it's a frame <laughs> why are you not scottish at all i don't know it's always been your accent for both of you you guys has the weirdest <laughs> puerto rican accent for that guy and i've never understood <laughs> <laughs> For the longest time, I thought Grant Morrison was like Puerto Rican or like no, Hispanic just, of some kind because you guys ugh, suck at Irish accents. accents. He's not Good Irish, God. he's Scottish. Whatever, you're terrible at that too. Hey, so this is a podcast for Taylor Complex. <laughs> yeah, it is. In case you guys didn't know, we were like having our a intense is, discussion before this podcast started. www. <laughs> dot. Hold on. <laughs> so, internet you, website. Okay, no, guys. Boys and girls. girls. So if you're a returning four color cadet, welcome back. We salute you and you may now sit at ease. Uh you were I was trying to let them sit comfortably, but you had to shout. All of you, except for Ryan, shout. had to shout. Now shout. sit down. <laughs> See now it's Ryan's turn Dad's to shout. Dead voice. <laughs> Dead voice. Um, Don't make me pull this podcast over. I will. <laughs> So stop the podcast <laughs> what if what if you what if you they, they kept sassing you and we had the power to somehow like stop their car and their commute <laughs> oh, <laughs> many tra- all, all four the there would be, there would be four you. traffic accidents <laughs> because that's the amount of listeners that we have well i don't think all of them listen in the car so it'd be like like one traffic accident <laughs> what if, like okay, a train what if like what if problem. what if the person is walking and, and just felt suddenly compelled to stop like on a dime um so uh there are a couple ways you can reach out to our show if you can stand all the screaming um way number one you can do is uh, go to our website we do a website fourcolorpodcast.com uh it's actually a tumblr blog so you can follow us on tumblr if you'd like uh and you can uh check out our site we have post all the episodes and some links to other stuff uh we also do have uh we also are on itunes so you can also uh Give us a subscription there so you can get the new episodes on your mobile device, your iPads, iPads, your iPhones, your Macs, your PCs, uh, whenever you'd like. Um, those will come out when they're new. Um, you can also uh, tweet at us. We do have a Twitter account. Um, it's uh, at Four Color Pod on Twitter. Uh, so you can reach out to us there if you'd like. We also do have an email address. Or a you... pod like a like a group of dolphins. Right? <clears throat> yes, like a, or like a podcast, like yeah, the like... like when people shorten it into like oh we're podding. Right oh, like now. a portable on demand broadcast. <laughs> is, Wait, is that real? <laughs> is, that, is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just keep. That, hold on. Wait. Oh, whoa. No, back, wait, back stop. on the train. 
Uh, Leo Laporte it, made that up after he was worried that Apple would sue them for using Pod like iPod. In like oh. the late, the early 2000s. That's Leo the Laporte guy the my guy. mom listens to. I don't to. get it. Yeah, yeah, the screensavers guy. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Leo Laporte. He's good. There's nothing to get. Um, anyway, so you it's can also... Acronym. It's a you can acronym. Also, <laughs> you can also email us if you'd like. Uh, e podcast at gmail.com if you have more than 140 characters to say to us. You can also like us on Facebook. Give us a big thumbs up. Uh, and you can also follow us on Instagram. We also have an Instagram account. What? Um, <clears throat> so yeah, you can do that you as well. double tap our pictures. Yes, you can. And give us a little heart. Yep, you can. You can like it. And uh, we also light up. are part of the four... Uh, we're actually also part of the... Uh, Seven Things Podcast Network. So we have three shows, and uh, yeah, recently added a fourth, and we'll talk about that towards the end of our show before we go. We'll, we'll give you guys a little bit of a preview. That was a drum that. roll. So um, yeah, that is that is the business. Oh, and now, now I we'll get begin. it. <laughs> Good job, Chief. How, how long were you holding on to that? <laughs> when did I say I don't get it? So if you haven't grown tired of us already, uh, we usually like to start every show because we try to treat this like uh, Stan Lee treats Marvel Comics, which is every comic could be someone's first comic. So every podcast could be your first. If it isn't, then I apologize for what we're about to do. Uh, But we'd like to go around the circle and introduce you to who you'll be spending the next uh, seven days and eight sexy nights with. Uh, We always want to start with Alan. So Alan, tell us about who you are and what you is. Huh? Tell us about you. Chewy, your turn now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My name is Alan, and I read a lot of different stuff, uh, including manga and webcomics. And I like to draw things, although Ian will tell you that they're not very good and that I should give up on my dreams. So... You know, if you want to he send said that in at least five minutes, I know <laughs> if you want to send hurtful, mean things to his Instagram and or Twitter account, uh, make sure you hashtag uh, suck it Ian and I'll be monitoring that. Um, also, I like art and art direction. <laughs> I think I broke Chewy. <laughs> oh, wow. So much hostility. Uh, that was good. Uh, so I like art and I'll comment on, on what pretty lines there are. All right, Chewy, go. I'm Chewy, and hi Chewy, I, hi, hi Chewy, hi, hi, how's it going? Um, we I love you, Chewy. Like any other red-blooded American, I love lots of red blood gushing out of people and inside panels, of course, in the comic book medium. No, and not so that they're like getting on you and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Just That's unsanitary. Just, yeah, exactly. Just um, you know, I, I like books where people are getting killed and blood and punched and tooth smashing and bone shattering and and blood spraying and sometimes just kind of cool weird stuff too and i like mythology and stuff like that so stuff that's like yeah that's pretty metal i like that that's what i like my name is Ian. Uh, I like uh, comics with superheroes in them. Uh, my favorite superhero is a, a superhero I just made up called Dream Crusher. And what his, his power is, is his friend Alan uh, loves to go around and be really mean and tell him how he puts everybody down. Is that so, Dream Crusher Volume 2? Because I remember Dream Crusher very differently. Dream Crusher, actually, this is uh, this is the upcoming Volume 3. Is this uh, the this new is, 52 uh, Dream Crusher? Uh, it's, oh, okay. it is. It's the new yeah, 52 no, Dream cool. Crusher. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that version as much as the old one. Uh, I like, is, this, is this out of top? Cal Reborn. Uh, I really like I really like this version of Dream Crusher mostly <laughs> mostly because uh, he takes Alan's dreams. Alan, who in this book is not portrayed as a victim, but more as a jerky jerk face and uh, stomps them into oblivion. See, I don't Alan like cries. that version. It, I feel like it's too edgy. Like they tried to reinvent they, they the really character. They tried that, way too hard. Yeah, I don't feel like they needed to reinvent that character. I yeah. always prefer the classic with the talking cat. 
Yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> that's yeah. true. I mean, it's 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 a good version, but I I like this one because more because Francis. I like this one more because the Alan that's in the book is the Alan the that's also tie, on our man. podcast. The bow tie is so. fantastic. Um, if you if you like that, you can um and see, since since I wasn't really putting down Alan, I was talking about a book that exists that I made up in my head. Uh, you can go ahead and hashtag High Road Ian because I took the High Road instead of being a, a mean face like uh, Alan over here. But also like uh, any sort of comic book, uh, anything that uh, has stuff in it that I like, I will find something I like about it except for. Dream Crusher, because I love everything about it. Hi, I'm Ryan. Uh, Alan Hi, and Ryan. Ian, you need to hug. <clears throat> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not I'm mad stopping at Alan. this podcast right now until you hug. Do dad voice. Up. I'm not hugging. Hug. I'm not touching no, dad voice. I'm waiting. Negative. Okay. The good thing is we can just edit this out. So, But we're not going to. All right. Will, you, will you settle for a Y5? I will settle for a Y5. All right. All right. Did you see it? Did you see his catty wristed Y5? The little like... Whatever. It's okay. I was gonna All go. Right. Huh? It's my turn now. <laughs> right. Everybody, shut up. Go rain. Go rain. Hi, Hi Ryan. What are you saying? Rain. That's not my name. Rain. Rain. I was is Ryan's, rain. Is Ryan's name Rain now? Uh, that's what I like. Like Korean pop star Rain. <laughs> Korean pop star Rain. <laughs> <laughs> Super action bros. Oh god. Uh, my name's Ryan. I like uh, comic books. I like s- underground stuff. Comics is art. Comics is literature. Science fiction. Kid friendly stuff. Weird art. Uh, things that make Chewie and Ian and Alan's eyes bleed because of how great it is. Bleed. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I feel like we've really like boosted your ego over the course of this podcast. Yeah, he's yeah. patting myself I on the back the right now. I am the best comic book guy there is. So you can hear it. Yes. Yeah, yeah there, there it is. Back pat on the back. So uh, that is the four of us. Uh, contrary to back belief, Alan and I, uh, contrary to popular belief, Alan and I like each other. We just like to get each other's gut on the show for you people. <laughs> <laughs> we should have Team Alan There's and Team Ian goat. shirts. Oh, God, Cameron. <laughs> yes. Yes. That'd be awesome. Mine have to be black and the, sad. The Team Ian shirts are selling through the roof. <laughs> Probably because I said you get a three hundred dollar bill with each one. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't bother to mention they're monopoly dollars, but I did have to spend a lot of money on monopoly sets. Funny, <laughs> funny story. In uh, in middle school, I actually made a bet with a really a, like he was not a smart kid. I made yeah. a bet with him, uh, and I forget what the bet was, but I said I will give you ten dollars if blank. Uh, so he, obviously he did blank, and so I legit went home, got ten dollars monopoly money. And handed it to him. Go here. Here's your ten dollars. He goes, No, you owe me ten real dollars. I'm like, I never specified what kind of dollars that was. He went and told the teacher that I played a trick on him, and I said, No, teacher. I said I would give him ten dollars. <laughs> I like how you called your teacher teacher. You know and, her name. Say and, it. And, and I don't. I remember who it was. And it was and the teacher told him like. Hey, he's right. He never told you well, how much money. You need to be. This is an important life learning lesson. You need to read the terms and conditions. There you go. You need to. Deal. You need to what you're signing off on. <laughs> so speaking of terms and conditions, there are terms. There are four. Once you start this podcast, you have to finish it. Yes, it's true. Um, if not, you will be haunted by four ghosts, <laughs> and you must steal one of them. God, riot! <laughs> And the four ghosts of this podcast that will come visit you if you don't finish will be the following. Ghost number one is the first section of our show called Here's My Issue, uh, in which a spooky fr- four spooky friends come together and they give each other books to read and they say, read them, and then they come together and talk about each of their books that they brought. Uh, part number two of the show, which is the second ghost, is called uh, First Prince, where it's the first ghost that ever existed comes and tells you about important ghosts of the past. Okay, I'm just going to stop this now. Okay, it's First you. Prince is about an area of the show where we uh, talk about like a classic comic run, a classic uh, graphic novel, uh, something maybe it's a more modern uh, series, um, something like that that we feel like if someone's new to comics, they should be checking out. 
Uh, part number three of the show is the four-color character compendium, where we'll talk about comic books, superheroes, villains, characters, organizations, creators, so writers, writers and artists, uh, anything that's kind of important for, for newbies and for uh, for historians of the comic book realm. And finally, like any good comic book, we end with back matter, which is just general chats where we read letters, which unfortunately don't have any letters in the four-color mailbag this time, but hopefully next time. But we talk about just general comic book chatter, usually tends to talk about uh, movies of some sort, but we'll see what happens tonight. Anyway. So, the game is set. Alan and I hate each other. The players uh-huh. are here. And begin. So, you, who, you drew, who drew the, the short straw? It was yeah. me. Uh, the comic I brought is called The Irredeemable Ant-Man. Uh, it is written by Robert Kirk- Kirkman. Um, it looks like uh, penciler is Phil Hester, who we actually also have had on the show previously uh, with Kevin Smith's Green Arrow. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, I knew this art looked familiar when I started reading it. But it is kind of a kind of a funny book, and it's really de- it's definitely an issue one where they establish a lot of what's going on. But there's a lot of, of good dialogue and back and forth in it. So, uh, I want to know what you guys thought of the book. What did you guys think? It really was like a first issue. Mm-hmm. Like there was yes. a, like a lot of exposition. So I, I know this character from um, uh, like the 50 state initiative arc of uh, like after was it um, secret invasion. And so this character makes me laugh. He's basically like Ant-Man Deadpool. It's yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but so, not like not as much of a butt kicker. He seems like he's no, well, inept. no, he, he he's not inept. He's just kind of sneaky. And so I was really excited for this issue. I'm like, Oh sweet. You know, he's so funny. And he's like a different take on Ant-Man. Uh, but there was this entire, it's 20 issue, 20 pages of exposition. Yeah, like and not true. in like a really fun way either. Like it's, yeah. Well, okay, maybe I not. Thought it, I thought it was fun because it's sort of like slice of life shield fodder agent. Yes, that's true. So, so I thought that, that was entertaining. Okay, I enjoy like slice of life. And was that one guy? That was Victoria Hand, right? Or mm-hmm. no? What? I don't know the the woman that he went on a date so, yes. with, right? I believe so. Yes. Okay, so that's not like a minor character. <laughs> like that was a weird kind of cameo, right? But but it's 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 kind of like that. I, I love the conversation where they're all sitting around talking about how Nick Fury's made up and he's not real. That was funny because yeah. one guy's like he can't be made up, right? I mean, it, it's it, it, it's just funny to us because we all know he's a real character, and so and he's pretty prevalent in the Marvel universe. So the idea that these guys live in it. Well, like, I mean, all of this is made up. This is a pretend. This is fiction. Womp womp. Anyway. (laughs) Just in case you weren't clear. Ryan, look what you did. (laughs) Chewie didn't know. He'll discover eventually. (laughs) Thank you, Alan, for describing the... uh, It's funny because Chewie didn't know. Anyway, so... um, Santa's not real. You're you're totally right is... uh, Wow. Um, (laughs) My whole life just shattered him. Um, so yeah, this, this book was, uh, it was fun. You're right. It was good in that, like, sort of like slice of life kind of way, but it didn't really even, it started off with him in the suit. Um, but it didn't end with him in the suit. Yeah. So it makes me interested to see how did he get in the suit because his, his buddy, slightly more intelligent friend is in the suit. Yes. And he's like just knocked out Hank Pym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he Trump walks out the door and he just like just cold, cocks, cold him. cocks him with the butt of his rifle and knocks out Hank what Pym. Do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I I realize, man, you know, like I really like Robert Kirschman, right? You know, and like mm-hmm. he writes a lot of like, you know, a lot of zombie stuff and a lot of character development there and it's very wordy. And I'm like, ah. 
I feel like that's that might be a little bit. I, I I like it better with zombies. Here it was mm. a little like okay, they're, Wolverine? they're playing cards. Wolverines in this book. Yeah, yeah. Well, Can I just say I love that's probably my favorite page in this whole book is that page of that page that panel of Wolverine like yeah. just going after all those guys. I, d- I like the way that Phil Hester draws Wolverine. I really actually I like the part right afterwards where Dum Dum Dugan is all. Yep. You've never seen Wolverine up close, have you? And the other guy's like, "No, sir." No, <laughs> it's like, no, "Oh, sir. wow." Um, yeah, there's some pages with a lot of panels, dude. So, what do you think about that, Alan? There was a lot of reading. Um, yeah, I was. No, I'm talking about just the number of panels. Oh, I see what you're talking like, about. Oh, some... like, yeah, I don't know if that's completely necessary, but look at it this way: with the amount of dialogue on that particular page, uh, what page is that, dude? Do you know? Um, I had a hair flipped away from it. Um, most of the pages, the one where they're they're, the they're like impersonating guards outside the door. Mm-hmm. Um, with the, with the number, okay, so with the number of panels in that, otherwise you would have had probably two or three panels, but like twice as many word bubbles. So I, I, I would assume you'd have to weigh the difference there. Like, do we have bigger pictures with all the word bubbles, or do we just do smaller pictures with individual word bubbles for each? for each panel yeah so like that that poker. was a that was a choice that had to be made clearly the poker game one there was 13 panels Good, yeah that was yeah. a lot yeah. there's a, that's a lot of panels <laughs> but um, i still feel like it flowed pretty well yeah i, I mean so it, too. it yeah. had a flow and like i like that you know it's not just like ha huh, i'm because here's the thing you know not a whole lot of people are super familiar with ant-man Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of cool. Like when you describe it, you're like, okay, well, he can shrink down really small. He wears a <laughs> suit, and there you go. People are like, that's it. Wolverine has claws. Punch, <laughs> Punisher shoots people. So then when you like take someone and you put a different personality in there, mm-hmm. uh, where he's just like, hi, I just saved you. Let me take you to dinner. You know, and like he's all like swarthy. I like how she agreed to. Yeah, he's kind of like Deadpool esque mm-hmm. in a sense too. And I'm like, okay, cool. They're they're making him a little bit more like all right i want to see what this jerk looks like who is this jerk he's like so he looks he's just some red-headed punk too (laughs) well i liked that like there's like there's this is a wordy book there's a lot of dialogue it is but it's not like telling you the history of the kree scroll war or something like that it's mostly like character development like people chatting about you know yeah girlfriends and and chatting about how much work sucks and things like that like it's 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 not relatable yeah but but it's not like you're reading a book you're just like it's just like reading a conversation conversation. yeah it's it's like you're like hanging around a bunch of people who've known each other for a long time, mm-hmm. and you know they're like, just, just be cool. Like these guys are cool. Don't worry about it. Just chill. Like I'll introduce, <laughs> I'll introduce you afterwards. And then you're just like hearing the conversation. And you're just like, yeah, dude, I can't believe that Jim said that. Who's Jim? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, no, it, it's kind of cool. And then um, I, yeah, there's there's some interesting parts of this, like how that one girl was her name, Vicky. Mm-hmm. Is that her name? How like, you know, the dude ruins the conversation twice and she's like, whatever, <laughs> still, let's just go back to my place. And I'm just like, there's, there's hope for you. Jim. There's hope for me. <laughs> Ruin, ruining conversations. So though. what did you guys think of the art? More specifically, I was just curious what you guys thought of the Ant-Man costume. Cause it's kind of different than what you normally, I really see. like this version of the costume. Is I it think cause it looks like Spider-Man and Deadpool in the face. A little bit. Yeah. Reminds me of like, like Firefly. In the DC yeah. Universe. That's it true. It does. Yeah. I like, I like the fact that it looks sort of technological, but also mm-hmm. it's paired down you know mm-hmm. it's it's not minimalist but they didn't add a whole lot of flair there's no but cave it's, it's kind of like, kirby kirby-esque as well yeah you're totally I like, like that so it's it doesn't have as many circles as the original <laughs> ant-man costume had but like <laughs> it's still kind of it still kind of keeps that old version and it, okay that's what it is it looks like an updated version of the old costume mm-hmm. to me uh although the antennas are kind of funny i like the antennas actually a lot. i like them but they're just yeah. kind of funny 
It gives you an option for a face that doesn't emote very much. You can do stuff with the antenna. Oh, yeah, like I bend think. them over or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. Plus, for I can sure. see it being funny later, too. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sort of curious. I, like, I haven't been following any of the stuff about the Ant-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Feels like this would be an interesting way for them to do Ant Man in the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if they, I don't know if they're if they're kind of trying to combine like um, combine this with like the Scott Lang story maybe a little bit, but it, it feels like that might that might be the case. I don't know. They haven't really mentioned much about Ant Man in a little while. Well, I mean, it, it was originally yes. going to be done by by Edgar Wright, and I could see sort of yeah. somebody mm-hmm. like this fitting in good with that. And now it's it's uh, I mean, it's still Paul Rudd, and they had Adam McKay come in and, and mm-hmm. write some stuff, and he's. A guy who's done a ton of like Anchorman and movies like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this character versus just a more straight up heroic character oh, yeah. would would fit with that sort of style better in a film. I agree. So yeah, I agree too. Yeah. And I was when uh when Edgar Wright first like I heard that he was a part of it, I'm like, they have to do it this way. Like this has to be the version that they're doing. But I knowing with the way that, that the movie's been working so far and they like kind of take the ultimate and the 616 and, and throw them together, I would not be surprised if at least part of... Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his first name? I know his last name is O'Grady. Eric O'Grady. Eric, Eric O'Grady. I wouldn't be surprised if at least part of his personality got you know kind of put into this. Yeah. yeah, It'd be interesting. Well, especially because they like the classic Iron Man... Not Iron Man. Ant-Man. Hank Pym is like... It's, it's somebody older, right? It's like Michael Douglas? It's Michael Douglas. Yeah. So I could see... I don't know. I think it'd be entertaining. We're going to find out. This was a... This was a a book that was a lot funnier than it could than it needed to be. Yeah, I thought that's it was true. like this book. It's not like laugh out loud funny. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good like chuckle moments. Yeah, but it's it could have <laughs> been it could have been played like totally straight. Yeah, it's true. You know, and then it would have been super boring. I feel like I feel like the tone changed like from the beginning in the poker uh, when they're playing poker. I felt like that set the tone for a different type of humor than what was actually followed up with. Like yeah. the sort of like witty you have to keep track of what's happening very mm. well for lack of a better word verbally driven humor as opposed to this other kind of situational humor yeah that got followed up in the rest of the book mm-hmm. um i prefer the the beginning anyway um chewy earlier you were saying something about um when we were talking you, you said um there was too much going on in that poker scene like yeah, there was I, just a per, lot of dialogue I mean, personally i felt like there was a lot because i've um and i Okay, let, let's 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 get real here. Okay, <laughs> real talk. I'm not Robert Kirkman. I'm not you know making buku bucks you know by doing you know Walking Dead and all this other stuff. He is an accomplished writer. I am not, but I I know I've tried to uh, write you know pages with tons of panels like that because I'm like okay I need to show this and this and this. And I know that I've looked at it and been like, man, that's that's a lot of panels. That's a lot of dialogue <laughs> there and, and so forth. Um, it, but, I mean, I guess if you can find a way to make it work, and it, everyone seems to agree it works, it works. But it's just uh, whenever I see a lot of panels like that, it almost kind of like worries me. You know, I mean, the most I'd really seen before that was um, in – in the walking dead uh panels without any words to them mm-hmm. you know where like rick's kind of like exploring around or even in um okay like uh, dark knight returns mm-hmm. you know and stuff like that you see stuff like that too mm-hmm. but um yeah it's just I, at first i felt a little overwhelmed you know um maybe it's because i'm used to seeing all those words in larger panel spreads mm-hmm. but um you know what you guys are saying you know you have a point that it's not like oh so you know the the scroll and you know no it's or the Cree. you know it's like no it's just like hey man like you should totally go for it ask her out yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, i thought it was interesting how um i think what impressed me about that particular 
scene was the fact that there was two conversations going on mm-hmm. and it made it easy. It was still easy to follow. Like yeah. there was the poker conversation and there was the, the fury conversation. Uh, and so it was like, it would switch between the two. Like, okay, yeah, no, he totally doesn't exist. By the way, I'm up 10 or something like that. Yeah. And I thought that, that was, was interesting how they kept switching back and forth. It was impressive. That's what real life is like. Well, yeah. yeah, but it was impressive that because when you write, when you try to write that, it's really easy to get things confused yeah, and make it really up. confusing. Exactly. And, yeah, you lose the plot. You know what's kind of messed up? Mm. Uh, we haven't talked about the other books yet, but I think out of all the books we brought today, because of this element of relatability, this is probably the most realistic. A book where we have an Ant-Man suit that can shrink <laughs> is the most realistic thing that we've brought this time around. Yeah. yeah. That's actually kind of possible. Yeah. Probably right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but how would you guys feel about the speech bubble on the cover? Because we haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, that's yeah. not... I mean, that's that's, that's kind of more that's like old, an old school That's thing. old school I love, Marvel. I love speech yeah. bubbles on covers. That? Yeah, that's, Fantastic. that's old school Marvel. I, 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 I that's, like what it I says. says. I like how it establishes... Just how much of a dirtbag his character is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a dirtbag. <laughs> Senior dirtbag. Yes. Senior dirtbag. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so, yeah. All right, guys. Well, you guys can check out uh, the Irredeemable Ant-Man if you'd like to. Um, it is uh, available digitally. Uh, you can probably find a trade brick and mortar if you want to look or maybe on Amazon, place like that. But I, I, I picked up my copy. Brick and mortar means at a comic book store. Yes, brick and mortar at a comic book store. Um, or if you know if you don't want this near, you can check like a Barnes & Noble or someplace like that. But I know you can find it digitally very easy. So you can read it on your computer, on your iPad, uh, whatever you want to read it on. So uh, that is the Irredeemable Ant-Man. So... Uh, who is next this 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 episode? I think we're traveling to the outer reaches of space. Are we? On a space motorcycle. That's true. Everyone loves a space biker. So Chewy, why don't you tell us about your book? My book is called Lobo Number One, part of DC Comics New Fifty Two. Uh, it's written by Cullen Bunn and Riley Brown does the pencils on it. So. Lobo. Yay. Okay. So basically what happened was I walked into fat. I was looking around I saw one of these on the shelves and I was just like, all right, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. You know, DC's Deadpool, whatever. And, um, I've never read any Lobo before. Uh, Ian had broken down the character for me just kind of in mm-hmm. a sentence before. Um, so I'm going to let him do that same thing for you. And I'm sure at some I point, recall what I told you, I think it was like well, space, just, space biker, Deadpool. Yeah. There you go. Space biker, Deadpool <laughs> with kiss makeup. Yeah. With kiss mm-hmm. makeup. Yeah. Um, he's as Ian mentioned, the only character, a DC character that, uh, Stanley likes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say the original version of this character, okay, because yeah. this is a very big departure. Very, very, very different. And if my people who like Lobo might might not be as as uh, excited about the change here, because within the first two pages, some stuff goes down um, in this book. Uh, so let's talk, guys. Let's talk some space biker. Okay. Lobo in this book is not a space biker. <laughs> no, he's not. He exactly. kills Lobo, the space biker, <laughs> yes. on the first two pages. It kills him. He kills him. Now, does anybody know the events leading up to this? or what? So, Are as there far, events leading, leading up to this? Okay, yes. As far as I know, this was the first appearance of Lobo in the New 52. Yeah. So from what I gather, because I read an article, it was a while ago, where they're like, Lobo's coming in the New 52, but not the Lobo that you know. And so as I'm, every time DB, DC says so-and-so, but not the so-and-so that you know, <laughs> like, like I... I you just want to <laughs> I close the I close the tab and yeah read. it's so as far as I uh, as far as I can remember I from that particular article this comic though so yeah. uh, because that's it was a couple back, months ago that's the Batgirl we all know I think I think that's a better version of Batgirl yeah so she can walk anyway 
They de- <laughs> so they decided. Wow, um, it's a miracle. <laughs> so they decided to go with a different route, uh, a different Lobo, and so they they didn't want to completely redesign the character. They were like, oh well, you know, if we're gonna bring Lobo back. Uh, let's bring a di- let's bring a second one. But what do we do with the first one? Well, he wasn't the real Lobo. He was like somebody that like kind of just stole the name and was using it. So he was calling himself Lobo. He's not the real Lobo. This other guy is. And so it's a it's like a reboot without actually it being a reboot. So it's- here's a question for you that I have for you guys. How long do you think before the real real Lobo <laughs> and re- reattaches his head or something like that? Um, or do you like- think they're going to go with like a Deadpool head pool thing? No, uh, I think uh, I think he'll stay dead for a little while, but I, d- I don't know. How many reborn? Were there really a lot of people reading up on the new 52 and just start calling it DC Comics again? <laughs> <laughs> here's, where here's what I'm guessing. I'm guessing that what's going to happen is at some point uh, the Lobo, the quote, real Lobo that we see here, Pretty Boy Lobo. Uh, Pretty Boy Lobo at him. some point, uh, I think, will eventually over time become that Lobo uh, and then like be killed by himself. Thing. Exactly. Hmm. And he'll just repeat the cycle of killing himself over time, which is pretty metal. Here's yeah. here's what I'm gonna say. I'm I gonna like s- that. That's that's sort of like the ideal situation. Yeah, I, I would be okay with that. <laughs> I would be okay Lobo with that. That's, killing that's Lobo. That's what forever. I thought too. I was like, this this just seems weird. Yeah. Um. So here's what I'm gonna say. It starts off pretty metal. I mean, there's blood. There's two Lobos fighting each other. There's a decapitated Lobo, the original Lobo, and then um, glowy face, pretty boy Lobo. Glowy face. There's Edward Cullen. Uh, <laughs> um, Lobo. Yeah, basically. There's um, tons was of a blood reference. in here. There's some pretty metal pages in here, too, but I want to hear what you guys thought, uh, story, art, all that sort of stuff. I feel like somebody well, somebody at DC Comics saw the game God of War and thought, hmm, blades on chains. <laughs> That's a cool idea. Let's let's put that into a comic. <laughs> oh, let's see here. What else is really cool? I feel Bounty like, hunters. I feel like they read Fable, and they're like, oh, the will. <laughs> oh, you mean you? Oh, you mean you mean Saga? You mean? Oh, yeah, Saga. Yes, remember the, the Will? The will? They're yeah, basically I think like, let's kind make of him. Combined a lot let's of that. let's uh, let's make that Lobo. Let's completely invalidate this ridiculous character that's always <laughs> been sort of the thorn in DC's side. Yeah, that his popularity is such as it is. Yeah, God forbid DC has any sort of fun. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious! Uh, no, so dark. Gritty. So let's DC, make it. DC. Uh, DC let's get rid of. Let's get rid of the one D- sort of fun, wacky character DC's got left. And DC Comics. If you're listening, if you're angry. listening, remember my co-hosts are saying this. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm just saying that's the style. I, not, I didn't say that it was good or bad. I just said that that's what they're doing, man. I mean, that's, that's what Nolan did. He's like Batman. Dark. Yeah, no, they, they do try to make everything dark and gritty. I feel like they're trying to make him less, like, uh, just more like an assassin and less yeah. like, like, like a crazed, wha- wacky, goofy. Um, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't even say this is. This is. Uh, I. I feel like they're trying to make him not be Deadpool. I feel yeah. like they're trying to take parts of Deadpool that they like, but leave the silly bits out just to to, to differentiate. But that that seems like, counterintuitive. Yeah. DC and Marvel had always have always like had a one or the other type deal. So well, I would feel like they would want that because well, of, because of because, Deadpool's popularity and because of the history of Lobo was that he was a one off joke character made as ridiculous as possible yeah. to make fun of Marvel. Yeah. And then he was incredibly successful and DC was like, Oh, well let's keep doing this. And the, and the writer and artist were like, no, we were, we were joking. Like that was a joke. <laughs> no, no, no. You misunderstand. <laughs> no, no, no. Kids love him. Yeah. Um, he's, he's the new Steve Urkel. So, <laughs> 
So what yeah. year was this? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Lobo predates so, Steve Urkel. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I liked, I liked the then. gratuitous blood in this. Um, you know, there was also that messed up dream that he has. Yeah. Which I kind of actually like that dream sequence where it took, I like, like the, the way it's the drawn. Art changes. Yeah, I do like the way that. Yeah, the drawn art along. change yeah. on it is pretty cool. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. And although drawing a naked girl, yeah. really, I mean, yeah. did somebody watch Titanic this weekend? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> and then the part where they stand up and in, in the like dance pose. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, like is this a romance? Book? It was so romance, dude, <laughs> and was. that's what I'm saying. Edward Cullen, and Edward Cullen just, Lobo, just a tragic hero. He's a tragic. Who just so wants to kill people. And then in the next scene, her face is melting, and then like the world, and then he's it just is like, a pretty metal book. Is this not what you <laughs> chose for all of us? And yeah, I was like, oh, this is awesome. It's gonna be him fighting through his nightmares. Yeah, and then he wakes up, and then and, uh, kill some <laughs> and then and then it's just like, hey, here's this like. Um, Here's a space quest you have to go on. Um, I just felt they went in a lot of different directions in this book. Are planting a lot of seeds, and it was just kind of, I for me, I think, like, hey, here's what Lobo's get. What here's what you're in for. Lobo's gonna be killing lots of people like with ease. He is the ultimate mercenary sort of thing because he doesn't have any difficulty with any of his mm-hmm. marks. Um, well, yet he's sort yeah. Of I mean, in, in, in this in this issue, you know, he has those eight, and he takes them out um, all you know at once. Um, yeah. But they do kind of plant the seeds, like, okay, well, wait a minute, like I took them all out. Why do they need to hire me? They could have hired me in the first place. Blah blah blah. So you know what I was really disappointed with what? was they had to bring Earth into it. Yeah. Like I felt like you could have done so many other things and like gone to so many other planets. We're like, no, we have to have it's this. Like Earth. Doctor Who, you always got to bring it back to Earth. Uh, yeah, but that was so annoying. I'm like, I was expecting a space adventure, and then it's like, well, we got to go back to this backwater planet that nobody likes. Herp, herp, herp. I'm like, like uh, oh, Earth. I hate that place. Yeah. <laughs> I liked how he he has like his chain knives. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'm done with those. I'm going to use my samurai sword because that's yeah. super original. <laughs> Double. Can we, can we talk about what the heck's katana. going on with Earth, by the way? It looks yeah. Like yeah it's all broken. All well, it's dystopian. like future yeah. Earth. Or Is whatever. it? Yeah. Because what's up know. with America? There's some extra lakes and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it could just be. It could near just be a near Oh, Canada sunk in the water, eh? Yeah, we we don't oh, know that Loba fella. He came around and he he, he splish splashed all over the place. <laughs> oh yeah, he, he <laughs> made cut, a right mess of things. He cut the ground in a big circle, uh, then it um, fell in the water. How be, much longer are they gonna do that? Like sea monster came out. It could be the uh, ate me, like man. The, he did the polar ice caps <laughs> melting and all yeah, that sort of could stuff. Be. Um, I mean, I think for someone that's like a like a brand new comic book reader, I think it's kind of got a lot of interesting like hooks mm-hmm. for them to be yeah. like, oh man, this is exciting. I want to find out like what is going on. What's this mystery? Who like are, were they supposed to kill? What's he gonna find in that thing? What's up with Earth? It, it's, it's what's up with his dreams? Okay, yeah, I am past really Deadpool. I am really interested. Uh, I'm sorry. in <laughs> <Deadpool>. Past Lobo. <laughs> See? <laughs> well, I'm really interested in well, who's his mark on Earth because like I have he a says he'd kill them without being paid well the question is keeping them from dying i'm really hoping it's another superhero like i'm hoping they put him up against superman or something that would be sweet <sighs> That'd be but cool. yeah but yeah. uh it's my, like my favorite it's lobo some... is the superman animated series lobo yeah so. it's pretty good i, I don't know that, that lobo. i don't know that lobo. it's basically regular lobo but it's a kid's show so you can't be too filthy oh, okay <laughs> it's like deadpool on uh, ultimate spider-man yeah uh, <laughs> unalive them he's gonna unalive people <laughs> So, um, um, art wise, you guys have anything? Um, I actually I, like I, the art. That sounds good. What did it reminded you, me what a lot of. Like uh, it? it reminded me a lot of uh, Star Lord, the Star Lord book. It kind of did, yeah. There's a, I mean, and and not just the like lovable rogue part, but the the coloring and the, and the way the way that the the way that the pages laid out and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Just it just was reminiscent of that for some reason. 
No, I agree. I, I really dig the art in the in the kind of dream sequence part. That that really is what stood out to me. The other art, yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, honestly, it's not not terrible, but it's it's comic t- typical DC comic book artwork. It's kind of what I would expect to see from a DC book. But the uh, but, the artwork in the dream yeah. sequence is different, which I really like. I was unclear about the alien thing because when they show all the different assassins, I don't think that all those assassins got killed in this issue. No, yeah. they didn't. Because I, I definitely the, didn't see like. No, like no, no, underwater guy. No, 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 no. I feel or like witch lady or Samus with feel, no helmet. I feel like they're going to get to those people. Okay, because <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's where the series is going. Is he's going to take down each one one by one? You know, like a video game with bosses. This feels like very video gamey to me. I don't no, know why that was referenced earlier. Oh, yeah, said yeah. About it, it, it feels. I mean, well, I said that, yeah. <laughs> but it feels like go. that to me. It feels like they're like kids, like video games. So, well, or, or video games make successful adventure. No, they do. They do. No, the, no, I mean the progression to beat this guy, then the next guy. I don't even yeah, think that. I think it's the the band of the band of mercenaries type. I mean, you, all all the way back to um, Seven Samurai, right? Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, yeah, Kurosawa IG-88, movies, yeah, mm-hmm. Bosk for sure. Yeah, so I'm thinking it's more like oh, then each one's gonna have their own personality. This is something you see in manga like every single day. Yeah. It's just like mm-hmm. there's seven of them. There's yeah. only seven, oh, and then they each them. they had they each have their own special power and their own special ability, and the, each the one is stronger than the yeah. last, and then you work your way up right. the ladder. Exactly. Yeah. What I thought was really interesting, and I'm actually really curious to find out, is okay, he was like the king's bodyguard, right? And then he goes to being a mercenary. So it's like, okay, well, how do we get there? I'm sure we're going to find out. In classic level, he destroyed the planet and everyone on it besides himself. Okay. And that's in, in the dream there. It's like, is this what you wanted for Mm -hmm. us? You know, and all that stuff. Um, so I'm, I want to see if they actually do that. He did that on purpose. Yeah. Ah, he jokes about it. Like it was a science project. Yeah, and and this guy seems like he's like I love that girl. So like, yeah, I, I feel like the other Lobo is more like maybe the, maybe the picture they're trying to paint he just is wants that, to watch the world burn. Well, based on your theory from before mm-hmm. that, that that this is past Lobo and that future Lobo is is what we know yeah, and yeah. love. So it's kind of like a cycle where he kills himself. Um, it maybe over time he loses it and then his memories are it's kind of like the joker like yeah. you know he loses uh, yeah. he loses this the way past his multiple choice well not even that but no he, he loses the idea of having sort of any sort of emotion or feeling yeah. about things everything becomes like a joke mm-hmm. and just becomes something for that's fodder to make fun of even if it hurts i feel they also made what well, i i think they've made an interesting choice i don't think it was by accident but um when we go from him and his dreams to him like he is now, he has a very different tone and vocabulary that he mm-hmm. uses. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, how, where does he go from like noble, like royalty, like bodyguard to like just like the world's a dirty place that's, and I need to clean it up? You yeah. Know? And I'm like, uh, I get that, that's, that's more, the new 52. Yeah, yeah, right? just, <laughs> but, no, I'm just saying. But he like, dipped it in that new 52 paint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boss, th- this uh, this paint says Batman on it. I know. <laughs> Dip all the characters in it. <laughs> Wait, you peel the plate? No, it doesn't say Batman. It says Rorschach on it. What's going on? <laughs> But um, property of Frank Miller and Alan Moore. What's that? <laughs> but yeah, oh, no, let, me, let me scratch that out. Just uh, <laughs> to see how they how they get to that point. I think that's what it's going to be. It's like okay, here we are. Here's where we, what you know. There's this big like space of time in between, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's going to be the interesting thing. Is mm-hmm. is the creamy metal? The creamy yeah. metal is going to be what you know. The the chocolate oh, yeah. cookies, they're good. Yeah, but the creamy metal. That's what it's about. <laughs> Um, I, I, de- I definitely I want uh, cookies now. 
I definitely had an easy time reading it. That's what I really liked about it. Considering that, considering that Alan and I, I won't, I won't spoiler alert, by the way, Alan and I both brought books by Robert Kirkman, who's a very, um, who's a writer who's very, very, very um, dialogue wow, heavy. And, and we read uh, Walking Dead last time. And we too. read Walking Dead last time too. Um, but this one was f- easy, an easier read, just because there's a lot less dialogue. It, it flowed was a lot, really well. It flowed really well. Yeah, I, I it did was like composed really well. It was like a complete adventure. Mm-hmm. Like you could just say, okay, yeah. that was good. I'm, st- I'm going to stop reading now, or you could or continue. You can continue. continue Actually, that, yeah. it's it's weird because out of all, everything we've talked about i kind of want to read this one more yeah like yeah. i, I kind of wanted a second issue out of this one just yeah. kind of see where just it went i really it. want what chewy imagined to happen i do too man. <laughs> and if I, it doesn't happen i'm gonna be incredibly disappointed <laughs> i'm not gonna lie so, um, <laughs> now that you've I, mentioned that that's the only way that i, I, I like will be that, okay that with would it. be pretty cool and it'd be kind of messed up dude just yeah like, imagine your existence is killing yourself for eternity yeah how messed up is well, that well he dude? should know right like when he sees himself he should be like I'm gonna kill myself now. Yeah, and that's why he I remember he that from the other side. Well, of things. but but yeah. but but if he's but if the, if my theory holds up that he's uh, lost his, his mind, brain Swiss yeah. cheese from doing all those or, space or, or even if he does know, he's just like everything's a joke, all everything's fodder. So why not this? Space motorcycles, space yeah. floozies, space motorcycles, and space drugs. The Lobo story. <laughs> <laughs> and space face tattoos. Oh man. Um. So Chewy, where can people uh, read this and learn more about it? Where can they pick it up? So I I walked into you know our local comic book shop, Fat Fat Collectible. Um, and I picked, it, I picked it off of the shelf. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. I picked it off of the shelf. Um, it was just sitting there, and I was like, I oh, might as well. And then um, you can still get it, you know, digital, uh, comicsology, um, you know, wherever, however your heart desires. Cool. All right. Uh, so moving forward here, uh, Alan, I believe your um, your book is next. Uh, yay! Start us off my turn with the dog. The, the <laughs> The, the first the, dog book that we have. <laughs> the first dog book. Yeah, unless you count weird. Lobo, which means wolf in <laughs> so that's Spanish. technically the second dog book. Uh, My book had no dog. Well, in and Irredeemable Ant-Man is kind of a dog. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. That was a I'm just going to leave now. I'm sorry. <sighs> okay, good. Bye, yeah, Ryan. Put it down. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I brought Science Dog by Robert Kirkman and uh, Pencils and, and Inks by Cory Walker. Um, so this is an interesting book uh, because... Science Dog, um, I don't know if you guys read the afterword, but it is um, uh, something that uh, Robert Kirkman, Kirkman wanted to do for a long time. And it actually gets hinted at uh, when he does Invincible, because he does Invincible before this. Um, so uh, in, in Invincible, uh, the kid's favorite comic book is Science Dog. So he kind of mm. hints at it. And then he does a couple special versions. Um, so Science Dog is a pretty no-frills kind of like, here's a, here's a comic book adventure. It's a anthropomorphic dog who does science kind of like a kind of like a dog version of atomic robo um <laughs> which is kind of why i like it to be honest uh so yeah i i, I it's supposed to be self-contained it's supposed to be kind of silly uh what do you guys think wait you're underselling I have a this question. book way too much I have a <laughs> this I have book a is fun <laughs> is this the only book of this that there is uh as far as i know it's this one and one other one so i don't know of any more than that this isn't an ongoing series no not as far as i know Oh man, this book is so good. <laughs> I like this so much. Yeah. It was so much fun. It was fun. That, and when at the end is like continuing invincible, I was like, in invincible? What do you mean this isn't I can't read science dog number two right now and see what happens? Uh this is it's just yeah, Atomic Robo is a good sort of jumping off idea. It is but a it's lot different like because it. there's a lot of like <laughs> I love it like it starts in the middle and he's been 
on like another dimension or another planet. He's not really sure <laughs> for, for five, like five months. months. Yeah, and he's spoken, months. you know, he's finally he's, figured out their language and he's got somebody who's like his main squeeze <laughs> and she's also the queen or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he like he gets randomly warped back yeah. and, and he's like, how long was I gone? And they're like, like 40 minutes. And he's like, it was like five <laughs> months. And they're like, well, go take the rest of the day. Oh, you know what? Uh, alarm's mind. going off. Never mind. Alarm. Yeah. <laughs> I just, oh man. And the idea of him just kind of randomly getting warped places and like having to fight yeah. these. And they, like, he's got a fully enveloped, like his backstory. <laughs> I love that he gives God, the backstory. I love, this book. I love so that he great. gives the backstory. And then he goes, because cause the, the evil villain who's like his arch nemesis is telling him the whole backstory. And at the very end, he goes, oh, I always like finding out the new details, the ad there. The <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like <laughs> catch up to what you've been you, up to. You know, my favorite part of this, this whole book, his name. Science, science dog. I like it. They keep calling him science. The That's first time they name. called him science, I was like, "What are they? Why are they? Why are they saying science?" Because his name and is his science, name is science dog. dog. His first <laughs> name is science. Yeah. <laughs> I like how yeah he starts off as Planet Hulk. Yeah, yeah. 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 He just like goes on and be like, "Well, I'm just another day in the office here for science dog. <laughs> grab a bite now." Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, All let right, me put on my jetpack. You, you want an autograph? All right. There you go. I yeah. think it was cool with the fight between him and his uh, nemesis. I forget his name. Walter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is a, a perfect name for a nemesis. I like. I like how the fact a that nemesis that named Walter. Fighting, but they're both super geniuses, so they've already anticipated the other one's next move. Yeah, they. So when he's like, other. "Well, you you shot, but you missed," and I know you better than that. So what were you really aiming at? Oh, of course, this. Oh, look, an explosion! Like right. But yeah. I thought of that before you did, and therefore it's not the explosion. <laughs> but it's not. It's not done because because that could be like super annoying. Yeah. Right. It's done in like a fun like. It's it's fun. It's yeah, done in a fun. I way. like it. I like that. I like that. Uh, Walter has a uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z power. I knew you were gonna say that. Yes. I knew you were gonna say that. He's got a Saiyan scouter <laughs> on him. <laughs> no, Alan. I had a lot of fun reading this. I actually really liked it. Um, this, I think, for standard comic fair, I think is my pick of the week. Um, I think it was yeah, pretty I'd, good. I might go with that too. Actually, <laughs> I'd, probably, I'd actually like to find this. This just makes is one of the, another one of those books that just really makes me want to read Invincible. This is and, like, this is comics. Universe. This is my favorite kind of comics where it's just like silly, fun action and silly, but at the same time, you know, you get enough of the characters that there's development. I, you sure, I, are you sure you don't want to dip any a little bit of that Batman ink on here? <laughs> just, just a little. Um, I, just, ah, come on. Maybe Science Dog cuts off someone's face. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I like... Is it like a mask? <laughs> wow. I don't know if I like the middle part where the... Like the exposition, right? Of where he's describing the story. I feel like the backstory went on a little too long. Are you, are you, you did, critiquing they, the book that you brought? They, You're like, they I like of, it, but... I mean, they sort of hang a lampshade on it when he's like, oh, I like hearing how we you add to, to it. Yeah, I thought the ending was cool. I just like... He was just like, oh, and you did this and this and this. I'm like, okay, we get it. Move forward. I yeah. want to see him fight a little this bit more. Page, page 12 where he's talking about all the times where he's foiled him. Those four times. I was reading that. I'm like, why? Why are you saying this? Why aren't you making those... Those are story arcs by themselves, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, because like, those story arcs don't exist. Yeah, that's why. I know, yeah. but well, I you know, it, it's funny. It kind of reminds me in that way of Time Lincoln. Yeah, right. Because mm-hmm. Time Lincoln did that same sort of thing, but then eventually you could go read yes. those issues. Yes. Where now in these you can't. Yeah. Right. So this is good. Please, Robert Kirkman, if you're listening. Fun fact: <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed this, but um, Cine Grace was the editor on this book. Really? Yeah, yeah. Cine Grace edited. Yeah, you might remember that name from Burn the Orphanage. Yeah, Cine wow. Grace. There he is. Right there. Guys, all over the place. There you go. There you wow. go. There you so, go. Did you? Yeah, so you, you, what did you guys think of yeah, the? That's end? right, because he was an editor for Skybound. We 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 went yeah. to a Q and A recently. Chewing. Yes. We'll talk about him back in yeah. a little bit. What but, did you? Uh, yeah. What did you guys think of the end? 
where uh, he like disappears. I want to know more. Oh, I was awesome. stoked it's about the, the other guy with his robot suit. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> and he calls her maybe, Pizza Breath. I love that. Maybe in 25 guy. years we'll get another issue of this. <laughs> <laughs> There's already a second. <gasps> there yeah. is a number two. Although, okay. to be to be honest, I have not read it, so I oh, can't okay. really. All right. The very end was kind of gnarly. I was just making the joke. But is that Earth peaks. in the background? Did you guys notice that the, on the very last page where Science Dog is in the, the Luke Skywalker stasis tube? That and the weird alien that eyeball guy. It looks like Earth to me. And Earth in the background. Yeah, it's Earth. You know, we should probably we need so to like many... take a week break from from Robert Kirkman, but at some point we should probably read some Invincible. So many uh, pictures of about Earth, that too, dude. In in today's today's it's episode, true. Dude, true. we got we got New Earth. We got Dog Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I like too with the. I know it sounds silly. Maybe it's dumb, but I like the idea that they did. They went with a Scotty as opposed to like a any a Scott other dog. dog. Yeah. yeah, like as opposed to like a like a like yeah. a hardcore like, like a, yeah. He's a he was a cute little dog. He's, he's just a cute like a little Rottweiler. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. like a like a like a pet, like like a pit bull or anything <laughs> like that. No, they went with like a cutesy little dog, and I think it fits it fits the character a lot better as opposed to going with something that's more like I'm strong already, and well, now I'm even stronger. I also yeah. like how basically the way he dresses. It's like he's like Johnny questing it up, like race <laughs> yeah. pants, dude. Yeah, Cargo pants and yeah, yeah t-shirt. That's, that's how you dress for adventure. Science. And the goggles. Oh, Can we yeah. talk about the goggles? Like rather than a mask, I love the fact that he's wearing goggles. Yeah. That's so cool. So I mean, good. it's not like anybody else is going to be mistaken for it's like oh well he's not he that talking to, dog yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's this other one over here wait a minute dogs don't talk Woof. damn straight um <laughs> so um i can smell you <laughs> <laughs> so alan where can people get this where can people get their hands uh on this? okay so it was printed a little while ago broken mortar is possible but probably not in stock although you could probably Have order fun, it try it i'd um, look for it and digital of course cool all right, and it's by Skybound, right? Or is it just a subset of Image? Of yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Skybound is, awesome. is, no, I, is I like basically Robert Kirkman's Image imprint, Yeah, from what yeah. I understand. Cool. I, I like this book a lot. I do, too. I do too. So, moving forward, so moving forward, Ryan, finish us off today with another dog-themed book. Finish. That's true. So I brought a book called Teen Dog. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I love Ian's so happy about this, this book. book. Is awesome. This book made me so happy today. You have no idea. I laughed out loud multiple times. You heard me reading it the other yes. la- like the other day, and you're like, oh, it's so "What are you? Funny. What are you reading?" This, you know and this I was feels like, like no, Alan. And I, I don't mean this in a mean way, but Alan. But I think this gives me hope for for like for like web comics, like because this, this. I don't know. I, I'm I'm cutting Ryan Ryan off. Ryan, talk about Ryan, Teen Dog real quick, and then I'm going to finish my point. Okay, so uh, I followed Jake Lawrence on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been a follower of him on Tumblr for a while. He's his Tumblr name is Time Cowboy. Uh, awesome, awesome. And so he's he's done a couple of like uh, of like you know digital download. Pay me a dollar and I'll send you a PDF uh-huh. books. And I I just love his art style. I love his coloring style. And and his I love how he mixes sort of like really mundane things with like occasionally like strange cosmic you know stuff. Yes. And, and so <laughs> as soon as I heard that Teen Dog was was going to become an actual book. I was pretty stoked about it. And then I had a heck of a time trying to find this book. Uh, But I I did eventually find a copy of it. But I'll talk to you about that afterwards. So Teen Dog, it's it's the only thing that I was surprised and not stoked about was that it's sort of episodic. It's like little little snapshots into the life of Teen Dog. And it's not like a story. But but that's nothing necessarily wrong with that. It's just not what I was expecting. So Ian, go. You have a lot to say. It feels like it's a collection of web comics. Like it's a feel. Mm -hmm. And and that's. That's that's what I kind of attributed to also. And I like it. 
I actually like that. I think it's fu- it's it's funny. It, it works for for me. I know I, maybe it wasn't it wasn't what I was expecting either, but it works for me. It, it kind of takes you through a day in the life of te- of, of Teen Dog. Um, but there there are just so many funny jokes in this book. It's so funny. I, I heard that he did a kickflip over the moon. I don't think that's true, Jennifer. <laughs> I just like the, I saw every possible future and every past in the blink of an eye. Radical. That, <laughs> yeah. and the part, that and the part where the teacher talks to him about his answers on his test. <laughs> because yes. Because the, the thing I love is it goes, he goes, you answered every uh, every, every question with Teen Dog. Because you're, you're certainly not the 34th president. And he pulls out a book. Teen Dog pulls out a book that says the big book of presences. I think you better brush up on your history, Teach. And I love this. It's 34th president, Teen Dog, party. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then the and then the teacher's response. <laughs> What happened to Eisenhower? Eisenhower? Like he, I feel like he was like he had a genuine concern in his voice. Like, what'd you do with him? Oh no! (laughs) Um, I loved it. It made me. It made me chuckle. Made me smile. Like I, I haven't smiled this much about a comic book. I had a bit of uh, an identity crisis when I was reading this book. Because at first I was reading this, I was like, oh man, are you thug pug? Is that you? I feel like I need to be. Teen Dog, dude. Like Teen Dog is awesome. I'm like, he's all about pizza, like I am. He, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's pretty awesome. He's wearing like a denim vest, and he he <laughs> looks kind of metal. And he's just like, yeah, whatever, pizza party, yeah. And then I saw Thug Pug, and I was like, <laughs> okay, wait a minute. I could not. All right, uh, so let me weigh in on this. I can't handle it anymore. Let me let me weigh in on this. Uh, first of all, I finished my I finished today's Inktober while yeah. we were talking, and well, I feel like I have to share this. I don't mean to, right, to kill right. it. But. <laughs> so I drew Batman today. Wow. That's actually really good. And this is that. this is a Batman that I would totally read. I am <laughs> it's, a potato. It, it's a it's like a weird rage face Batman, <laughs> and it says, "I am the potato." That's going on. Nice. That's going on the Instagram. And so it's, it's going on my Instagram tonight. Of which, so like, I, I asked you guys personally, but send me all your. Inktober's now that Inktober's basically going to be done. Yeah, one more day. And then I'll send you um, my favorite one. No, send me all of them and I'm just going to post all of them on the show account. Anyway, okay. I would read that Batman. Anyway, yes. uh so I'm going to weigh in on this. Uh this book just didn't do it for me like what? in a lot of different ways. What? I know. Alan, who are you? It seems totally like I looked at this book and I'm like this is I'm going to love this book. Everybody else is going to be weird about it. <sighs> I don't know. I couldn't get into the jokes. The president joke was funny. I really like that one. Okay, at um, least it's unanimous. We all love the president joke. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> was it the president joke? But oh no, we I, love the president. I, I, I also s- love. I also love uh, Jim. Jim's over there. Hi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jim was funny. Um, <laughs> also, but guy. however, despite my overall feelings about this book, that thug pug thing made me laugh out loud by myself. For five minutes, no joke. Really? I just I laughed way too hard at Thug Pug. Not here's the thing is because I didn't figure out till about halfway through that they each had the name yeah. of the uh, of, of of the, the strip, story. right? Yeah. So I didn't see Thug Pug until he said, "Oh, hey, Thug Pug," and I'm because I see Teen Dog and I see this yeah. little dog with the, the thing. Yeah. Like, what's his name? And he says Thug Pug, and I just go, "Yeah." You got me. That that is exactly <laughs> what his name should be. That is so good. <laughs> that that won me over it's like completely. It's like on The Simpsons they did Poochie right. <laughs> That's what Teen Dog is. But overall, I was overall I was actually a little disappointed with this book. Oh, I, um, I feel I feel like the jokes could have been better if they just put a little more thought into it. Um, but I mean, my type of humor is a very dry, witty like sort of humor, and so kind of like these kind of jokes are either on or not for me. Mm-hmm. Like I have, a, I don't really have a gray area for them. Um, whoops, sorry. And <laughs> I just kicked Chewy in the knee. 
Um, so yeah, I, I liked it and it was fun and there were parts of it. I like the character creation. Um, yeah. it feels it feels very um, d- diverse. I guess you mm-hmm. could say, yeah. Yeah. like it has a very diverse cast. Um, but yeah, it, overall it was good. It was just I don't. It's not like my thing. If it was a web comic, here's the thing, because it was collected. Mm-hmm. I think I was expecting a story a lot like you yeah. guys, um, but it turned out kind of not to be that way. Sort of, kind of. However, in web comic form, I would this would be a, like a, my favorites. Yeah. Like yeah. I would be reading this every week um, or every three times a week or whatever it is. So um, maybe it does have to do with the format. Maybe that's why. Like, because at some point I'm gonna have to start bringing like less conjoined web comics for you guys to read, yeah. and it's gonna be sort of like this. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that we did this first because now I know kind of how to make that work or mm-hmm. what does and doesn't work. But I don't know. It, did you guys feel like the format did anything for or against I, it? Personally, I liked it because I was like, okay, what's the story gonna be? Okay, he's gonna have to save the world somehow or this or that. But uh, no, it was just kind of like this little collection of stories which I really liked. Um, I don't know. It, it was, even though it wasn't like a straight story, like, okay, and then this happens, and then this happens, mm. and now he has to go here. It was just like all these little stories that somehow make up his day. Like, yeah. that's just yeah. all like a day in the life of, 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 of Teen Dog, and, and I love that. Um, my other uh, existential identity crisis came in the form of Mariella mm-hmm. on the uh, page where she's talking to her quarterback friend, and she's like, why does your jacket have a skull patch on it? He's like, so people know I'm tough as nails and not to be messed with. And then she's like, but you've got a heart of gold. This is for everyone else, though. I need to be as unapproachable and as aloof as possible. It's important for my image. And then I'm, I'm just like, I feel like that's me a lot of times. I'm like, do not approach me. I am dangerous. And then people know me like, you're really nice. I feel like you're, I feel like you're more more present in the one in the in the page called Possibilities on the fourth panel down, where it's ask or Mariella's uh, or he's saying, I need to do something new this year. And he says, get a weekend job, write the great the next great American novel. The red Gatsby. No, find love, and he's holding a giant piece of pizza. I feel yeah. like that's you in a nutshell. <laughs> so if, if you guys had to attribute me to one of these. Characters, Characters, would I be? Th- would I be <laughs> You'd be Thug Pug. Thug Pug? Would You'd I be thug thug in high school? I believe you would have been Thug Pug. Thug no, I pug. think Chewie is Mariella. Mariella. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I thought. I think that's true. Am I, am yeah. I, I does that make it. me Teen Dog because we're best friends? You wish. <laughs> no, that makes you the quarterback. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Hold on, I'm cool with everybody, you're and I'm the, genuinely nice, yeah, except to co- Alan. <laughs> Alan's Thug Pug. You're the <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Thug Pug. I am Thug Pug. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I was. I was like, Alan, your art looks, your art, your art looks you, great. It's okay. just not good for my project. Why do you hate my art, Ian? You guys, you guys can't see this right it's now. Been, it's been, it's been. Hold on, wait, wait. Alan, I just believe in no, yourself. No. You guys, I had a twenty-six year in the making epiphany just now that I am Thug Pug. That that <laughs> has broken my brain life. at the moment. Wow. I am Thug Pug. <laughs> I, you guys can't see this, but. He's got a, a baseball cap on or a military Is that a military cap? <laughs> it's a military he's, got, cap. he's got a cap on and then he's got a hood over it. He looks from like his jacket. He, he looks it's like freezing cold in because it's freezing. <laughs> he looks like a scout yes. from uh, Team Fortress 2. <laughs> <laughs> or wicked ass him. Or or a white guy rapper named Thug Pug. Because he also has the headphones on and stuff like that. That could be your rap name. Just saying. Oh. Steal it. Jake Lawrence won't, won't, won't be mad. Um, wow. He makes dude, some graffiti but, that says, I'm Teen Dog. I'm not even cool. Yeah. <laughs> I would do that. I would totally do that. I like, the, um, I like how in Teen Dog's locker, he's got a little picture of Jake. 
from uh, Adventure Time. Okay, yeah, wait. So what that. is the connection with Adventure Time? Is this just stylistically close to it? Or are yeah. the creators involved? Maybe he just no, likes... It's, it's on Boom Comics, and it's just sort of... He likes... Yeah, Adventure it's Time. not... There's no There's also a book in there called connection. Thunderpaw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's also some graffiti. Also, Jake is blue, to be fair. Yeah, yeah that's true. There's also graffiti on the locker that says, Save Ferris. But we... Really? Because <laughs> yes. that's high school. Yep. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then also, his, his locker has a... Oh cave and it has a cave also no i don't know none of you else would know that um the slime slime from uh dragon dragon quest dragon yes that's correct there you go i knew i knew it from somewhere in either case whichever one you want to wear whichever one i want to wear i feel we should get denim vests one with spikes and a ghost patch on the back of it and the other one with a pizza patch on the back i will rock the ghost (laughs) i can't rock the spikes though all right well you have to rock the spikes though that's what makes i'm gonna poke myself well, not if you do them far enough out on the shoulder parts. And what you- if it's a pizza ghost? I wish I had enough time to do this for Halloween tomorrow. We're recording the day before Halloween, so I wish I had enough time to do this. Yeah, I wish, I, we kind of wish we could all do that. <laughs> this doesn't look like it would be that difficult. You just need sunglasses and a vest. But I need to make, make a dog. Hold on. Where he's talking about all the different kinds of pizza, where he's like, imagine how many different pizza toppings there are in the world that I haven't even tried. And you look. Okay, there's some silly ones. There's a pizza with a fish on it. There's a pizza with <laughs> mushrooms on it. First of all, they're mushroom. They're colorful mushrooms, which is kind of weird. Whatever. Yeah, it is weird. And there's one with an egg, but there's one with a melted clock on there. And there's also one with a ghost at the bottom. And too. there's one with, with miniature pizzas on it. <laughs> there's a pizza topped with miniature pizzas. Imagine if you the... had those little bagel pizzas on top of the pizza. <sighs> I feel okay. This is one of those things where I feel like the more we talk about it, the better it is. Yeah. Because <laughs> now also I'm the psycho pepper on there from the Simpsons. Because yeah. now. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good, actually. <laughs> but reading it, I was like, oh, this is awkward. Yeah. No, I, I, I dug the heck out of it. I had a real a, a lot of fun. And that maybe it's because, you know, all the books that we read otherwise this week were very much like, you know, let's follow this story arc. That's like this one just like, hey, I'm going to show you some funny things. Let's laugh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's a dog with a pizza patch. Hey, he likes pizza and he's good. Cool. He's friends with everybody. I'm like, oh, I want to be teen dog. He sounds like I like favorite. pizza. I don't like being friends you? with everybody. Oh, man, Forget so cool. about me. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, In his rock star dream, he has the lightning the, bolt yeah, like yeah, Ziggy Stardust. Got, Ziggy Stardust. Lightning so bolt. So, Ryan, where can someone find this wonderful piece of magic? Uh, this book is put up by Boom Comics. It's available digitally. Uh, it's available in comic book stores, but good luck. Yeah. Uh, I went to three different stores before I found it. And it, I went to three different stores like two weeks after it came out or th- a month after it came out and before I could find it. And then when I did find it, it was buried in the kids' comics in the, the bottom rack of... Uh, nuclear comics <laughs> it was just like buried and i'm just like looking through it and i'm like hey there it is and the guy behind the counter is all what we had that uh so uh but n- it off n- nuclear comics is also a skateboard shop as well well it's, a it's nominally comics. a skateboard shop yeah. in the sense that there are skateboards in it <laughs> yes uh i've never seen one you know i saw somebody be, being uh, they had superhero ones. ones last time i was there oh, Zeke really? was pointing out oh that's superman that's batman <laughs> that's green arrow um you're, wait your son knows who green arrow is yeah man you're doing the lord's work with i got that child. i got the <laughs> i was wearing my justice league shirt that has all the classes justice justice league and he looks at him he's all dad who's that oh that's elongated man he's all elongated <laughs> <laughs> Good. The other, the other. Okay, this is totally off topic. You're right, Ian. We he's were, like, he's like, I just hear the thing in his brain, like, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got it now. <laughs> I have committed that to memory. memory. The other day we were in the car and we had just bought food from fast food restaurant and he's sitting in the back and I'm driving my wife sitting next to me and, and we got him a cheeseburger because he loves cheeseburgers and we just hear quietly from the back cheeseburger <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he actually did that when we went to Long Beach Comic Con yeah. and I was waiting in the car with him over there I think he was like cheeseburger yeah I was like, yes. the boy loves him some cheeseburgers and some pizza. I feel uh, like he's it's I feel a, like he's he Teen Dog. I'm trying to make him into Teen Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start transitioning him to pizza. He's the pizza patch. Nice. Uh, so yeah, uh, pick it up. Number two is on the shelves right now. Uh, I have that. Uh, it should be good. Since it's a limited series of eight. Yeah, I'm excited to read more of it. So uh, moving away from here's my issue, we move on to uh, segment number two of our show, First Prince. Um, and I'm going to let Ryan do the honors on this one because it was his, kind of his suggestion. Hi. Um, hello, Ryan. Hi. So what do we read for First Prince this time? Well, uh, I have been, I am one who watches lots of animated movies. Uh, I have kids and I also like cartoons. Uh, so there's a movie coming out called Big Hero 6. Yes, there is. Uh, it comes out actually pretty soon, right after this podcast comes out. Yeah, you can probably see it like two days after. Yeah. It has uh, that one song in it that I can't get out of my head, not because I like it, but because I keep playing it. So every time I was looking at this book, I was hearing like, oh, what? oh, what? That's what I was hearing every I don't time. Know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's from the, it's from the trailer. Oh. Okay. Um, but anyway, so Big Hero 6 is based on Marvel. It's a, based on a, a Marvel story, a, Marvel, a group of Marvel characters. Uh, and so I thought it would be interesting for us to read the character, the comic book that the movie takes its characters from, because from what I understand, it's completely disconnected from Marvel and also from any of the comics that have already been come out. So we read Big Hero 6, uh, I guess it's technically volume two called Brave New Heroes, written by Chris Claremont with art by uh, David Nakayama. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think? Uh, it feels to me like an American manga. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously the art. I, I you can give me dirty looks <laughs> all you want, space. but Alan, we're thrown into this world where we're not introduced to any of these characters off the bat. Uh, I disagree. We're introduced really? to everybody. He like okay. constantly. It's Let it's Chris re- Claremont, man. It's it's. I don't know. I'm gonna explain every single thing that's happening I, every well, time you turn the page. <sighs> Let me rephrase that. I don't think that it's an American manga. I think. <laughs> An American manga in, in London. Um, <laughs> I think it's uh, more of like people being like, hey, let's do an American comic book that kind of looks like a manga, but isn't really It has a some manga, manga influence in some of the characters and stuff. You can some- tell where the influence is, but I really like this. You guys know that you guys are aware of the concept of Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So this is yes. when you explain, explain Uncanny Valley. So Uncanny Valley is a is a concept where um, the more the, the closer you try to make something looking human, uh, you can only get so far before it starts looking creepy and like overly plastic. Um, so you get this with like animatronics and uh, bat like weird C- CG. Yeah, yeah, CG that just looks off. That's that's called the Uncanny Valley. Uh, it's really close to human, but it clearly is not. It's just kind of creepy and not close enough to. Because sometimes you have like really realistic looking stuff, and you're like, okay, right. cool, like I get it. That's like a really good imitation of it. Right. But there's that. There's it. It goes. There's that line. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. You're like, okay, getting closer to realistic, and then it just goliaths on you and plummets, <laughs> and then it just like skyrockets back up. But for that little tiny like area there, it's like the no go zone. Stay so, out of that zone. So when it. Take that into consideration when you look at the art for this book, because it is this weird, uncanny valley manga. It's like 
it has influences and the eyes are close to being manga and the facial structures are close to being manga, but everything else is Western. Um, and it creates this weird, like in my brain, because you know, I'm, I'm pretty fluent in both. It's this weird middle ground that I don't like. It looks like either they're trying too hard or they didn't try hard enough to get what they're looking for. And I'm just like, it looks wrong. I get what you're trying for here. They even tried the speed lines and everything, but it's just like, <laughs> clearly this is not manga art. This is like a weird crossbreed and it's creeping me out. It's Let- definitely like the Marvel house style meets yeah. a, a manga anime influence. Let me yeah. tell yes. you, brother, it looks like manga. It even reads a little like manga, but brother, it ain't manga. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude. So, yeah, there's um, there's a lot, a lot of boobage in this. Book. I was gonna say that. There's a lot there's of a lot of cheesecake. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. So, okay. Cheesecake. So yeah, much you know, cheesecake. Like All the cheesecake. Girl drawings. That's... I did not know that was referred to as cheesecake. Yes. It is called. Cheesecake. Why is it yes. referred to as cheesecake? Educate. I because I, I believe just, because it's overly sweet, uh, it's just like something very like for yeah. no other purpose than to be eye candy, decadent. basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. to be okay. decadent, right? Yeah, um, that, that kind of surprised me. And I mean, like you know, blood and heavy metal and whatever. Ryan, mm. But still, like I'm like, this is a little, I was a little weirded out reading it at work. Yeah, yeah. And that's me that's too. After reading, that's after reading <laughs> Soul Eater. Uh, Soul Eater. <laughs> Ryan, when was this written? When did this uh, come out? This is, oof, I don't know. Let me check. Give because me this felt like a 90s X-Men book. Well, let me talk about why it felt like a 90s X-Men okay, book. Okay, go was written for by it. Chris Claremont. And who is Chris Claremont? He wrote every X-Men. <laughs> like every X-Men? He like, wrote a good majority of X-Men yeah, I, I, a long time. Pretty much, pretty much any X-Men that, you can, that, thinks, that feels like classic X-Men is Chris Claremont. It just it felt so nineties. Even even the cheesecake, even the way the girls were drawn is very nineties esque. Um like Western anyway. Um mm. and so like in the place where like their hips look kinda weird and their legs are a little elongated and they're like their breasts don't, you know, move in the right way. Um anyway, so it just it it read and felt like so earlier you made uh you made a comment. Copyright two thousand twelve. Really? Yeah. Yep. 2012 Marvel character. Because you made a comment earlier about um, uh, Chris Claremont. Every time you turn the page, he's explaining something. Mm -hmm. And dear God, do they explain everything that's going on in this book? Like every thought process ever. Uh, And there's so much reading and like not a whole lot of substance to it. So I guess my overall impressions are like, what is going to happen? They. You can tell from the trailer of this movie coming out that they messed with it like to heck and back. Because um, uh, the cool thing is I'm excited about the movie having uh, San Francisco, yeah. which is like San Francisco and Tokyo put together, whereas here it's just straight up Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go to like the Midwest. The United yeah, States. and then they go to the U.S. And, and they play a football game. I had game. a question. It just yeah. felt not right. At the school, there was a red-headed, a red-headed white boy. Uh-huh. And there was also like a blonde boy. So why... There, there was very little Japanese people for being in Tokyo in the beginning. I don't know. I, was, I just, <laughs> I just, I don't know if you guys picked up on that. I was just like, how much, <sighs> how much anime have you seen that they ever look Japanese? Really? <laughs> no, that's true. To be, to be fair, that's true. I didn't, uh, I didn't think about that. Good point there, uh, Thug Pug. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. 
So, so what do you guys, so let's talk about, uh, because I mean, basically the reason we read this book was to familiarize ourselves with the characters and then sort of talk about them for the people who are listening to our podcast who know nothing about Big Hero 6. So let's see, there's the kid, right? Hero. Yeah. Who it seems pretty on from the trailers that we've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a science nerd and makes robots and whatever. Baymax, way cooler in the comic by like. A factor of sixty because well, he's this awesome mech. I, I, th- <laughs> I, I, I think I think the reason he wears a think, bowler hat. I think, yeah. he, I think he's cooler in the comic. He's odd job. I think honestly, I think he's cooler. <laughs> he's like odd job. They, they dipped him in some Batman paint. I think for the movie they stripped away the Batman paint. <laughs> they just made him like let's make him cutesy because this is Disney and that's what we do. And I honestly, I don't di- I don't dislike Baymax in this. I, I think he's very mu- he's much more like I am a badass robot. Yeah, he doesn't really have like a lot of personality in. But this. like I I, I I could see why Disney would t- would, would kind of strip that away way a little bit um in in what they're trying to do yeah Um, yeah, there's actually a a big feature in wired this month about uh mostly about john lasseter and ed catmull taking over disney feature animation but also mm -hmm. talking a lot about big hero six and they've got a big two-page spread talking about their complete redevelopment of baymax yeah and so the whole point was to make him yeah more friendly more cuddly uh funnier Mm-hmm. And and, yeah. and more relatable, I think, because he's because because like I was excited about this book because Baymax like like robots and the trailer is really funny, but like that I don't know Baymax in this book is just sort of like the the Deuce Ex Machina. He's like, well, well you know, what are we gonna do? So. Oh, here I, comes this robot. I think he spends a lot of time on the floor in this book. Yeah, to be honest, true, yeah. in fact, I was expecting him. They focused a whole lot more on Fred. That's like, true. Supposedly, Fred was the do sex yeah. machina or like mm-hmm. the linchpin that was supposed to come in I, and like tear everything up. I was digging Fred, dude. I'm not gonna lie, because yeah. he's just like this dude, and he's got this like dragon beast. Like oh, it's a kaiju. Yeah, yeah he, it's a Godzilla. He's and this looks like 1998 it just, Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Oh, I like his devil dinosaur shirt though. Oh, he does. Oh, yeah, that's a cool little. Yeah, honestly, thing. I think Fred because they they made up Fred. They alluded to him being this ferocious like force for like as soon as he shows up, like everybody starts recognizing this weird like uh thing that's behind him mm. and uh and then there was no big payout it takes really. a while now nah, towards the end he said it he, sort of he gets throws a, a car to, that's it yeah like that's about it which i was really upset about <laughs> he throws a car that's it like he throws a car oh yeah you know it's like <laughs> it's, and oh, I feel we like, do that in la all the time whenever the lakers win that's that's another thing that like <laughs> wow uh, that's, that's another thing that i thought win. was was interesting is um in manga you you always get these like Oh, snap moments, you mm-hmm. know, where you allude to this person. Usually it's the most aloof person, kind of like the way Fred is in this yeah. book. Um, and for so, and all of a sudden they get this moment of glory where they get to like demonstrate their abilities and they end up like crushing or destroying something or proving how smart they are. And I feel or like that's that they're really good football players or something like that. And I feel like they were working that in for Fred and that's what they were aiming for. Um, but they didn't actually get that. I, I I don't feel like the payout was big enough, at least not in the manga sense. I feel like they were aiming. So for it's it. almost like he's Jack Burton in uh, Big Trouble in Little China, where the whole time everybody <laughs> sort of assumes that he's going to do something great, oh, and man. he never really Wait successful does anything. Yeah. Wait for it. Wait for it. Hold on. Hold on. He's gonna he's gonna do something. Ready? Wait. Uh, I, like he throws I, one knife no, the whole movie. And <laughs> I, th- I think he's a little rusty. You should see him when he's on, though. <laughs> um, super, I, super Action Bros every Saturday. I was digging um, Wasabi No Ginger because of his uh, <laughs> that name is great. By okay, the way. <laughs> we we're all we all know that no doesn't actually mean no. It means yeah. and, right? Yeah. I believe in this case it means with. Yeah. With. Okay. But Wasabi No Ginger, um, he his. Ah, what are they like mind mind, mind daggers, mind yeah. daggers. Did, did everybody else jump on that name and am i the only person who got the joke on that on what wasabi yeah. no ginger 
It means yeah, wasabi, wasabi with yeah, ginger. Like, no, no, no. The the comic book joke. Did you guys not catch that? No, no I guess not. Explain. Um, Explain. Uh, Your Jimbo? Explain. Oh. <laughs> I don't oh, think yeah. so. No, no, I totally Well, yes, except Your Jimbo is one word and Japanese means that, guardian. But, that, but, but that's the joke. But the joke is that he is similar. a, it sounds similar. That's the joke. I don't know if that's Yeah, he true. had his mind I refuse to believe that Chris Claremont didn't do that on purpose. Well, I don't think Chris Claremont <laughs> developed these characters. I think these. I refuse I to believe. Know. I refuse to believe that somebody else didn't do this on purpose. I, I right. like the mind daggers. That's a good point. No, like, that's a okay, really good Okay, cool. How do we take it, this and make it different? Because it could have just been like plasma daggers, you know, right, like yeah. like gambit and, you know, like energy blasts and stuff like that. But instead, it's like, okay, this is going to stab a dude in the head. But then, but then instead of being like, oh, he's dead, it's just like, no, I've like I, it's enough force to penetrate, but to just knock him out essentially because it's hit, just energy. He's hitting them really hard inside the head. It's interesting. That's that's. I, I awesome. honestly, I think he was like one of my favorite characters too. Yeah, probably cool. Fred above him, but he was pretty awesome. Um, also, he made a so, cheeseburger. <laughs> Gogo Tomiko. Uh huh. Did mm-hmm. they change that? Am I crazy? Did they change that to Gogo Tomato? No, or am no, I imagining this? You are imagining. <laughs> okay, that. good, because I'm like, uh, what? They don't all have food-based names. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure if they changed that for the movie to keep the keep the theme going. Um, also, uh, but she has like a power suit, right? She has a power suit. Yes, yeah. that's that's her power. Is she's super athletic? Apparently, both girls are super athletic. Uh, one and has a power they suit. Like to show that off. Yeah, no kidding. Good God. Um, <laughs> One of the girls, one of the girls, girls has, has a magic purse where she can pull anything out of. One it, of the girls' superpower like, is yeah. to anything. talk on the phone in her underwear. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's after she gets taken over by the uh, by the bad. Yeah. Whatever. Can we talk about the fact that when was the last time you read anything where a good guy got mind wiped? Like, yeah. When did? Time. When was the last time that happened? A long time. I feel like we ran out of that cliche so long ago, and it coming <laughs> back in this just cemented it as like a '90s book for me. Oh, it I'm is. I'm just like. Wow, one of the good now we have to fight our friend, but we can't hurt him too much. Yeah, oh my god, <laughs> I cannot remember the it's, last it's time that was kind used. Of a classic like <laughs> trope so from the '90s. I, I love in the football game after they you know win because they were always gonna win. Um, there's the thing where they're like lined up against or against uh, facing the other team, and you just see the little dialogues there, like "Great game, guys. We thought you'd be a cakewalk. You beat us fair." Count next time we win. Count on it. I'm like, listen. That's not how people <laughs> talk about <laughs> sports ball. No, no. I, I, I used to play soccer, and most people were like, oh, that's a wimp sport. They're not punching each other. And there were times where, <laughs> dude, I, we literally, like, at one point, like, we had to, like, break up fights. Like, someone was like, I will stab you in the park. <laughs> this is when I played high school. This is when I played high school. And, like, we had to, like, separate, and, like, there was, like, police there or whatever. I'm like, in football where you're tackling each other, I don't think it's gonna be like my that's a good game guys it's the first time you'd ever hear a team like called the raiders be like hey good game <laughs> just saying uh, that was the, that was the other thing that made this feel a little off was like the dialogue right yeah. uh, like it was it was so like archie archie plays superhero you know what i mean yeah it was it was very like melodramatic and yeah overwrought and lots of explanation all the time Okay, so real quick, circling back to, to Honey Lemon here. Yeah. Um, so Gogo Tamago in, in the new movie looks about right. Yeah, it looks Smaller pretty similar. Smaller chest, but pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> this is Honey Lemon. Uh-huh. <laughs> that yeah. right there. She looks like Blossom. Yeah. <laughs> like, she looks... Instead she, of, like, generic blonde bikini babe? Yeah, but still, like, 
This is this is a 180. Alan very clearly <laughs> prefers generic blonde bikini babe and is wondering why Disney for a children's movie didn't include generic big breasts. No, no, no. It's, that's not what I meant. I just meant that. Okay, here's the other thing: is this particular character looks to me like if we all know Pixar and like Disney movies, she's clearly going to be the shy one, probably a little bit nerdy and like you know doesn't really you know probably have a whole lot of confidence. And I just feel like what <clears> made what was one of the redeeming factors of this book is both females were actually like full of power and, and confidence. And mm-hmm. it's sort of kind of the backbone of the team were these two girls for the most part, mm-hmm. as far as the muscle. Anyway. Well, except for when they were like pranking people and stuff. Well, clearly yeah. they were a little bit childish, but I just feel like childish. What? Childish. Mean childish. Ch- no, he said I say childish. childish. I said no. childish. Childish. No, it's, Never mind. Are you making fun? No, we're not making fun they're, of you. They're making a reference to something that's a key and peel joke. Uh, childish. Yeah, I watch that show. Um, <laughs> then you should know what it is. No, I was lying. I don't watch it. Oh, and then you're missing um, out. I do. Yeah, I need to watch it. Um, anyway, so uh, I don't know. I just it. feel like I don't know how you guys feel about the whole girl power thing. I mean, uh, it'll be there, but I feel like from just just from these first impressions that it's not mm. going to be in in mass like it was in the book. I feel like okay, you know, they they had physical thing, but um, they they wrote them a little bit weird to where I'm like, uh, they were clearly being like, hey, look, generic bikini, babe. Oh, the, o- the other one, she's not wearing bikinis all the time, but man, look at her. She's climb angry. The, yeah. Let her climb this rope and like hang upside <laughs> down and be like, oh my God, I'm all She's going to be the, the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. she's going to punch. Anyways, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it was entertaining you know i can see where like people like this is awesome you know but at the same time it did it was just there was something i think the book for me sat in this weird uncanny valley Mm -hmm. not necessarily visually but just with everything it kind of felt like we want to go this direction and this direction and this direction but rather than committing to those they kind of just hung out in this little like meeting Mm -hmm. area of the three the it just felt like it didn't quite get where it wanted to go i feel like it was intended to be like also, all the name drops. Good God, all those Marvel name drops. It's like, hey, Avengers, don't forget, Avengers. this is Marvel. Yeah. Reed Richards. I have a power suit like Iron Man. <laughs> did you invent these? No, I wish Reed Richards did. Yeah. Why don't they just call the Avengers? They probably won't have that in the movie. No, so so what do you guys think? Would you recommend this to people who are interested in the in that movie coming out? I would say if you really want to like make if, if you really kind of want to get the nods and winks, which I'm sure there will be a little bit, mm. um, read the book. Otherwise, it it's a pass for me. But I think this because it's going to be like it seems quite a bit different. It's like my suggestion to read The Walking Dead and watch The Walking Dead. I feel like they're gonna you know you have some of the same characters some of the same you know uh, characteristics in, in them but it's not going to be an exact clone of it mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a like you know oh you read the book and you wish there was more well guess what here's an alternate type of situation for it or hey you know you really dug the movie mm-hmm. check it out here's kind of another take on it it's yeah. like getting a, a fresh second take without having to wait so I, I, think mm-hmm. that I feel might like be kind of fun. I'm actually still after reading this. I'm even more excited for the movie. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like it's going to be a little more fleshed out with a little more direct focus. Um, I, I want to see. How I they feel like if it. I read this when I was like ten, I would have been pretty into it because of the bikini babes. Not just because of that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, if I'm 13. robots and aliens <laughs> and bikini babes, I feel like I would have been really into it. <laughs> 
because of the cheeseburger. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> cheese. Um, if you're gonna, I, I mean, I it, it it I didn't really say the cheeseburger was you guys, just a snack. I still want lunch. <laughs> you guys kind of took everything I wanted to say about it out of my mouth, so I, I I've remained silent. Um, I would say it, it's it's not terrible, but I agree kind of with Chewie's realm. It's like if you like the movie, you want to learn more about it, read this. But I will tell you this: I will caution you. There are a lot of, of better Chris Claremont books out there to read. I challenge you to find one. It's called Wolverine. Dang. Yeah, it's better. All right. Well, eventually. <laughs> now, there's a lot of good X Men stuff that he's written over the years. Um, but yeah, this, he's oof, oh boy. Um, but yeah, okay. So that's gonna take us out of uh, First Prince, a uh, big hero sex. Check it out. Uh, you can find it actually digitally if you'd like to. Uh, I got it on Comicsology, uh, so you can find it all in. From one what I understand, there. individual issues have skyrocketed in price since the Disney movie was. Yeah, announced. of course. Yeah. Um, so moving forward, we're going to move into the four color character compendium. And speaking of Chris Claremont, <laughs> yep, we are deciding to focus on Chris Claremont as a uh, as a as a, uh, guy. Uh, as a guy as as an as a as a writer as as an artist as 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 everything. Actually, he's just a writer, right? He doesn't he doesn't draw. Yeah, he's a writer. Yeah, he's just a writer. Not Chris a Claremont was born in. <laughs> So we, 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 we've, talked, we've talked before about creators and stuff, and we've got, we talked about Stan Lee, and we've been meaning to come back and, and do some more creators, so we figure, uh, or our, our writers, as it were. Um, and so we're going to go ahead and talk about Chris Claremont. So Ryan, Chris Claremont. Chris, Who is? Chris Claremont, uh, born November 25th, 1950. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to actually do his whole biography. Uh, British-born, American comic book writer, uh, best known for he's also a novelist, but he's best known for his 16 year run on the Uncanny X Men. 16 years. That means in those 16 years, you couldn't read anything except all those words. <laughs> 1975 <laughs> to 1991. Wow. That's pretty much any X Men that was like the, the X Men that everybody knows Chris is Claremont. Chris Claremont. Chris Claremont. Uh, what, uh, did he have a hand in the animated series? Uh, they were mostly based on his books, right? Because he, 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 he did like, because that was all. Can we, can no, we, can we not do, really. Can we he do kind of a, directly? Can we I'm do kind of a rundown? He did Phoenix Saga, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah what What were some Gosh. of his like most uh, Dark Phoenix Saga, Days of Future, Future Past? Past. Uh, he developed the character Wolverine into a fan favorite. Uh, X Men Number One, the 1991 spinoff series that Claremont co-wrote with Jim Lee, is the best-selling comic book of all time. Yeah. Jeez. Which one? X Men Number One. Yeah. Wow. Jim, Jim Lee, Lee, Chris Claremont. Chris Claremont. Yeah. Wow. With that Jim Lee cover, that iconic yep. Jim Lee cover. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> have that. You know the one. <laughs> I have that. Yeah. Uh, so we got started uh, in 1969 at Marvel as a uh, as a, kind of a gopher editorial assistant. Uh, he got a plot credit assist in X-Men 59 in 1969. Did a little bit of scripting for Daredevil. Given They gave him Iron Fist with John Byrne. Uh, and then uh, he got Madrox, the multiple man, giant size, fantastic four. Uh, and then he just sort of slowly rose up and then got his whole, got his hands into X-Men and everybody decided like, okay, yeah, he's good. the best. X-Men's good in the hands of this guy. Yeah. So uh, can we talk about like, you said he started as a what gopher. What are his superpowers? <laughs> <laughs> you said he started as a gopher. Like, isn't that crazy that like back then because i i find it hard to believe that it would be the case now but isn't that crazy that back then you'd be like say kid go get me a cup of coffee will you and you're like <laughs> gee <laughs> mister can i ride iron uh, fist g- sure. g- gee boss what if he uh <laughs> what if he shoots lasers from his eyes <laughs> hey that ain't a bad idea i was gonna draw him with one eye <laughs> <laughs> you got moxie kid you want to you want to create a wolverine you're right visors are way easier to draw than eyes good, <laughs> good good job thinking on that one save some ink yeah <laughs> 
Um, What's say that? some ink. Weird. There's a war on. But, but we've we've read we've read some some Chris Claremont before. Yeah, um, yeah I feel uh, I know he's popped up at least once. Uh, we've read Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine, yeah. Wolverine was his the the classic yeah. Wolverine oh, book. Man, so Obviously, the Big really Hero good. Six that we just read. Yes. Um, I don't wait. Really? He, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't. Th- he didn't do. Um, he was mostly on the X Men side of things in the Marvel yeah. universe. Yeah. Has he, he ever worked for the uh, Distinguished Competition at all? Let's see. I think he has actually. Has he ever done anything? Uh, for I think. The, for I think the later side? he. Dude, he's done so much Marvel work. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, also, besides just Uncanny X Men. While you're at it, do you know if he's ever done any like creator-owned stuff? Yeah. Because you mentioned he's also like a novelist and mm-hmm. stuff. I was yeah. He's that he's written some to... science fiction novels. Let's see where I was. I was looking at this. Um. Uh, so actually, he almost was the founder of Image Comics. Really? But then wasn't. Oh, yeah. But yeah. then wasn't. So yeah. it was who it was. Uh, it, it ended up being Jim Lee, Todd McFarlane. Uh, Todd McFarlane. Who else? Um, Rob Liefeld, right? Yeah, Rob Liefeld. Liefeld. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who's done good work? Uh, yep. And he almost was <laughs> like, with uh, with or. And who could forget? He, he had a he had a story called The Huntsman that he was gonna have Will Sportasio do. Okay. Uh, hunt, and then hunt, hunt, and then hunt, instead, hunt. Will Sportasio went to do wet works, and so he Freezing. didn't. He like didn't found. He wasn't a founder of Image all of a sudden. Uh, he's done Star Trek books. Uh, he did an Alien versus Predator book for Dark Horse. Uh, he did eventually work for Image. He uh, worked with um, on Wildcats. Oh, uh, right. And then it's been reassimilated into DC continuity, correct? Well, really? yeah. And then he also did a creator owned series called Sovereign Seven, which DC also published. Oh, okay. That sounds um, familiar. Yeah. He, uh, he returned to Marvel in 98. Uh, editor, her editorial director, wrote Fantastic Four, Extreme X Men, uh, New Excalibur, Gen Next, X Men Forever. Um, <laughs> so many X's in his books. Yeah, he's <laughs> kind of really likes hey, Generation X, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's a he's a baby boomer. He's not Gen X. Well, no, but he's writing for Gen X. He's been described as the soapiest writer in comic books. That <laughs> is so, yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think I think you only need two words to describe that particular concept, and those two words are Jean Grey. Yeah. Jean. <laughs> Jean. What's that love triangle between a midget and a one-eyed guy? Let's do it. <laughs> Oh, uh, Alan, <laughs> that's going to be the longest episode title ever, but <laughs> a love triangle oh, between man. a midget and a one-eyed guy <laughs> vying uh, for the affections of a moody redhead can, can, this can, summer, <laughs> X-Men. <laughs> can you guys believe that we are not drinking during this show? It's hard to believe. I have a Coca-Cola. I'm sorry, should I, sh- should I have said a hairy midget? No, no, it's so perfect. <laughs> no, it's perfect. <laughs> uh, so he's he's written some novels as well. He wrote the Chronicles of the Shadow War trilogy. Uh, he that was worked uh, with Star Wars, right? No, no just, just sort of his own thing. Oh, really? Though he sound, did, why does that sound like a star? Right? Oh, I'm thinking Shadow of the Empire. That's he what I'm he did write a Willow sequel with a George Lucas. Really? Oh, boy. Yeah. With Warwick Davis? He continues the story of He really of loves Laura. those midgets, don't he? <laughs> If you're a member of the dwarf community, we apologize. Oh, you <laughs> jerk. Uh, he also makes cameos in uh, in X Men: Last Stand and X Men: Days of Future Past. Does he really? Oh. Yeah. As what? Which uh, you feel like they would have to because. <laughs> I can't do it. You gotta say killer 
doing, man? What is happening here? Are you saying? Are you laughing because cameos are short, short parts in the movie? <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> Peter Dinklage. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's uh, done a lot of charity work. He's he's always uh, watching out for the little guy. Leave all of this in. <laughs> Just put in some beeps. This is just a short biography. Shut up! <laughs> hey. It all stemmed from Alan. Hey. Jesus. You better, you better watch that. I got my eye on you. <laughs> I got my just eye Just the one, right? Just the one. <laughs> I'm the best at what they're... I do and what, uh, he's, he is the one who wrote the uh, the famous I'm the best at what I do and what I do isn't very nice. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's If you see that written in a book, chances are Chris Claremont wrote it. Yeah. Um, it's a short statement, but it says a lot. Yes, it does. <laughs> Too far, uh, but yeah, he, he has cameos in um, in X Men, uh, X Men: The Last Stand, which is a movie we won't talk about. In X Men: Days of Future Past, he's one of the congressional committee members in Days of Future Past, along with Len Wayne, Len Wine, Len Wine, the yeah. inventor of Wolverine, the creator yeah. of Wolverine, the inventor of Wolverine. Also, also he uh, ran Swamp the Weapon X well. discoverer of Wolverine. What? Also, Swamp Thing as well. Yeah, that's right. So we met him at Comic Con. He was very short with us. Yeah, so <laughs> so Chris busy. Claremont is uh, yeah. I mean he's he's still around. He's still doing work in comics. But yeah, I mean that that those sixteen years on uh, on X Men and then a little bit longer on other X Men books that aren't Uncanny X Men are really sort of like the you know the bulk of the series for sure. Nice, dude. So, so we got some definite comic book history there. So if you really want to get a, a taste for comic books throughout the ages and the timelessness of lots and lots of making sure you know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> yeah, Chris continuity Claremont really likes to explain things. Yeah, yeah. He, he's you'd thank him for X Men being like impenetrable for many, many, many <laughs> yeah, years. Seriously. Honestly, Time probably one of the. And I think when you think of of comics, causality and, loops. Yeah, when you when you think of cape comics, and that's like superheroes. Um, that's he, an industry term, boys and girls. He's definitely one of those guys that um, I think permeated uh, into the mainstream and kind of. When, when you know people are like, I don't want to jump into comics. There's too much, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably because of guys like Chris yeah. Claremont, who you know, you created a rich tapestry of. Yeah, you of, read a book lore. for 16 years. There's a lot. There's a lot to reference. Right, but I mean, with such detail and 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 verbiage that you know, that's kind of what comics became at one point. So I'm not saying it's all him, but he's probably definitely one of those people. Chris, I got an idea for a new X Men. I call him the Explainer. <laughs> 
Um, no, dude, I, I, I agree. Because one of my key um, kind of interests into comics was X-Men. And not necessarily the comic books, but the uh, the the cartoon, the animated series um, back in the day. And that was one of the first books that I remember I was telling Ian. I mean, the first book I went out there and started hunting and collecting and not really knowing what I was doing was just looking for old X-Men books and trying to get those. Um, but yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, why haven't I been reading this? Like, oh, cause when I look at the racks, it's like X-Men issue 600. Yeah. Jeez. Like, yeah. Well, and it's, I think time. there's a reason why mm-hmm. he's done it for so long. And that's because even though he can be lengthy and verbose with it, um, you can't deny some of the classic stories that he's created. Well, and part and of X- him being X- verbose yeah. with it is, is that you can jump in and get a pretty good idea yeah. of what's going on no, because he true. explains everything at the it's beginning mar- of the episode. Marvel. Right, X- yeah. X-Men is such a vast world even within the Marvel Universe. There's mm-hmm. so much in there. And I mean, it's not surprising. It is a, it is a soap opera. Really, yeah. it is. It is a lot about, I mean, we joke a minute ago, but it is a lot about like the relationships between all the characters and everybody's related to somebody, <laughs> it yeah. seems. Um, so, but yeah, no, I, I've, I, I applaud his work on the X-Men. I applaud Absolutely. what, what it's, what it's, what it's done for the, for the comics, what it's done for the characters. I mean, you can, what it's you done can, for Wolverine in yeah. general to where, yeah, when they, just when Wolverine. Marvel, when Marvel kills off Wolverine, he's such an important <laughs> character, yeah. a character that was kind of just like, oh, let's put Whatever. this guy at the end of a uh, Hulk. Hulk issue. Yeah. 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 Uh, he'll be cool, I guess. And well, then I mean, like, it's, if, if you look at it too, it, it's just been a steady lifeblood. He gave you know, a goofy character with a yellow and blue costume, a deep, rich tapestry of a backstory. Yeah. And like, wow, good for him. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that, at the very least. At the, yeah, absolutely. So, moving away from the Four Color Character Compendium, thank you, Chris Claremont. Um, you can uh, check out some of his stuff. Look him up on uh, Comicsology. We, we read Wolverine, Wolverine, like we talked about. I mean, for me, dude, like that's it's great, because you don't need necessarily all the backdrop that you yeah. have, mm-hmm. you know, with X-Men. Um, and it's, it's an awesome read. So, uh, yeah. moving into uh, Back Matter, there is some... Boy, Back Matter is going to be full tonight. Ooh, <laughs> we we left some it. extra space to, to take care of it because we had some some shocking announcements. Uh, Which will be a week, week and a half old. But yes, yes, but but before we do that, Ryan has something very quickly he wants to he wanted to tell us all. Ryan, what is it? Uh, so uh, this is technically the beginning of Back Matter. Oh, okay. So there was a settlement recently between uh, Marvel and this estate of Jack Kirby. Yes, yes I read about, about that. And they have yeah. just started in Marvel books crediting Jack Kirby with the creation of characters. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So in in Fantastic Dude. Four and in, in a few other books, it'll be created by Stan Lee and, and Jack, Jack Kirby. Kirby. That's right. Which honestly, I don't I don't think Stan would be like I'm against that. I think Stan's yeah. always been like he even said with John, with um with Spider Man, he's like you know John John Romita helped me a lot with that. Mm-hmm. And Ditko too. And, Ditko. and Ditko too. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, oh no, it was Ditko. That's right. It's yeah. Steve, Steve Ditko. He's like I I give D- Steve Ditko equal credit, and Ditko's like I don't want any credit. Forget <laughs> <laughs> you, Stan. Give him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's amazing. That's that's that that's that's really cool. Jack Kirby, there's, there's a legend. A huge, we'll talk about him one of these times. Huge yeah. push now, just for getting credit where credits due. And I think yeah. it, it's more important than the money, and it's more important than it's just to know. So these really, people aren't really, forgotten. Exactly yeah, to right. to keep their legacy forward. Because before that, you know, people were like, "Oh, he's a fantastic artist," and there's no denying that, and that's going to carry on for a very long time. But to add to that, for lack of better words, to add to his rich tapestry and say that he is officially credited as having created or, or co-created characters, like um, Captain America, it, yeah, exactly. In, in addition to making them look fantastic and creating them iconic, like making them iconic in in our minds, like actually saying 
he literally created them. I, I think that's rad. And mm-hmm. also, I think that nobody wants, I don't think anybody really wants bad blood in comics, which are supposed to make you feel good. You know, it, yeah. it's not cool when you know that these things that you love are being fought over or, or treated as, as trifle mm-hmm. objects when you have such a close connection to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Marvel, <laughs> we have some some things to some things All right. To so, so let's do this. Let's tell everybody we go about some movies or something. There's some movies, some movies coming. So okay, we're obviously this being a week and a half in, we don't need to like break down the minutia. No. We just need to talk about let's what talk happened. Talk about what they are and if and what we're excited about. That's it. Oh, I'm going to go into full Claremont detail on. <laughs> <laughs> you never go full Claremont. <laughs> We made that joke last episode. Uh, did, did you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you Claremont. Did. We made a joke about something. <laughs> well, I mean, so it's a, it's Marvel a, has it's announced a good joke. I'm not saying something. Marvel has announced their official Phase Three plans. Uh, well, first, before we do that, let's talk about one other thing. All right. Let's talk about that Avengers: Age of Ultron trailer. <laughs> oh yeah. man! Wow! What? Finally, I want to see that movie. Finally, I do too. I watched that trailer multiple times. Like, and by the way, applaud to them for them using that Disney license to their full yeah. thing. Like that that <laughs> partnership that partnership works both ways. Yeah. It's very clear. Um, that God, that, I've never been so the creeped Pinocchio out by Pinocchio. Yeah. Like honestly, that. It's a cool trailer, but it left me like with this, like, oh, it's, man. a lot of it has to do with the stuff going I, I think down. Like the music they use in it too. I don't know what it was or whatever, but it's just that it has this weird, like, down winding, like, just yeah, dismal like the, spiral it's just going down. And I, down it's the like whole what's, time. That, what's that called? That note, yeah. the shepherd's note. Yeah, um, it kind of has that, but going down, and yeah. it's just uh, it it really. <clears throat> Oh, by the way, weird. I have to I have to thank Ryan by the way because if it wasn't for Super Action Bros, I wouldn't have realized a lot of things about mm. this trailer. Yeah, classic sequel escalation. Yeah, <laughs> bigger <laughs> stakes. Not just New York; the whole world's in trouble. New characters, big like everything mm. is bigger. Mm. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's classic sequel escalation. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I've been waiting to tell Ryan that for two weeks. Aww. Wow. <laughs> All right, so let's hard. uh let's go ahead and. But it is astounding, Hulkbuster <laughs> armor. So cool. Let's go ahead and, and preface this. One more thing with that. Okay, go uh-huh. ahead and do that. There, there's a video where apparently I don't know if, I don't know if you guys knew this, but apparently, apparently, apparently um, it plays along and syncs up very well the trailer with "My Heart Will Go On" by Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone put that together and That's it's awesome. like almost perfect. Wow! <laughs> Just look it up. You know, like uh, you know, Age of Ultron. My heart will go oh. on, and you'll see it, and it's awesome. <laughs> okay. So, but yeah, beyond that, Alan, uh, Alan they, we, we talked about this at work. Yes. Uh, but uh, when, been, as this was happening, as it was happening, yeah, they they announced their um the, their phase three plans. Although surprisingly, I will say, Ant Man was like not. I guess because they probably already announced yeah. the release date for yeah. it, they just kind of I think left it out. I think Ant Man is going to be something that they hope kind of sticks. Yeah. I, I feel like yeah. they're going to throw it against the wall and see what happens. But kind of like Guardians. You feel like, like it's going to be Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Like, well, let's just see if this works. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're like, you know, I feel Guardians like they have a solid. was really heavily promoted, though. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like they think they have a solid, if nothing else, they're like, well, we can't lose money on it. So I, it'll, it'll I, I do I feel okay. like they'll do some more Ant-Man promotion coming coming in the coming months. I feel like that's starting next year. They're going to try to push that a little bit yeah. more. That's yeah. That's going to be not too long after Avengers yeah. 2, mm-hmm. right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Marvel had a press conference basically where they un- unveiled a bunch of Phase 3 movies. Um, we have a timeline. Now, here's the thing. Originally, if you haven't figured this out yet, originally Captain America was the first one on the list. It was called Serpent Society. 
because uh, if you're a comic book fan of, of Marvel, you will understand that there is a, a group of uh, supervillains which all have snake themes in them, oh. um, some of which were actually Captain America villains at first. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like uh, Copperhead, Constrictor, um, and a couple others that escape me at the moment. Mm-hmm. But um, those those guys all kind of form. So also it could be alluding to Hydra. But the point is, um, they were like, Hey, let's do this. Let's not. I believe uh, Kevin Fe- uh Is it Feige or Feige? Fe- 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 I think it's Feige. 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 Fe- oh, okay. Like beige. Kevin Feige. I, thought, I always thought it was Feige. But anyway, um, the point is. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. That uh, uh, Kevin um, said, well, we didn't want to go out there and blow our wad with uh, Captain America. <laughs> this was in quotes. I read this in an article in quotes. <laughs> That's in quotes. You said, you don't, you don't want to go out there and blow your wad, wad on money. the first movie. So. They decided to tease us with Captain America's Serpent Society. However, that is not the title. No, it's the not. The actual title is Captain America Civil, Civil War. War. Boom, you read it here first. You no, read it here no. first. Yeah, because we, re- we read well, well, and, the book. And they've announced that, <laughs> okay. that Iron Man is, is in the so, movie. So, yes, yes, we did read Civil War, and we sense. all know that uh, superheroes may be fighting each other in this movie, although I feel like they're going to take a different route on it. We're going to find out. Yeah, uh, from we'll what see. I was reading, that he, his quote was something like, it's not so much about superhero registration and uh, who these people are, but who they report to. Because uh, right. there's not the the one thing that's that's really different between the marvel cinematic universe is there's no secret identities not for the most part for no. the most part in and the also cinematic universe there's no true. spider-man yeah and no yeah. spider-man yeah. Well, that's true. Wait, who the is big a thing huge is token. that spider-man is reveals secret identity yeah mm-hmm. and so anyway so what what else what else did they know? Uh, the so one. there is a civil war also uh real quick at the very end of civil war in the books oh, uh right. cap dies that's mm-hmm. true so uh chris evans apparently has a three movie deal um, mm-hmm. Sebastian, what's his face? I totally forget his last name. Um, Bucky, Bucky slash mm-hmm. Winter Soldier has a six movie deal. Mm. Who becomes Captain America after Captain America dies in the comics? Mm-hmm. Alan. I wonder who that is. Um, also, <laughs> it's not Thor. He's I not had even this, American. But I had this thought today. The new Captain America right now is uh, is Falcon. Falcon, Falcon, Falcon yeah. right? They introduced Falcon in the last Captain America movie. True. Yeah. Chances are they want to capitalize on that. I capitalize. Ah, uh, uh, see. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure they are going to put Bucky in that role. They may keep him Winter Soldier yeah. and put Falcon in that role just to kind of capitalize. Anyway, we'll for thought there. Um, number two, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two, which has a really sweet like spray paint looking date on it, which is uh, <laughs> five five seventeen. Um, I think we're all super stoked for that. Yes. Uh, Black Panther. Yeah, is coming up. Yeah. I am yeah. super excited for this. They seem in the Avengers trailer to hand some sort of panda. Yeah, some sort of uh, Africa scene. So maybe yeah. Wakanda. Oh, the the oh. trailer has uh, Andy Circus, who looks like a a famous Doctor Claw or Mister Claw. Yeah, some Claw, sort of who's some a, sort of a vibranium villain. based villain, and vibranium is comes from Wakanda from the most yeah. part. Yeah, he's, he's a, mind, which is what Cap Shield is. Oh, dude, it's such a rich tapestry. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the already announced who's going to be playing um, uh, Black Panther and is the I totally forget his name. Guys, help me out. Uh, the gentleman who played Jackie Robinson in, in that the, forty two uh, movie. I don't remember the name of the forty two. Um, we need to look that up because yeah. Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman, yeah, that guy. Um, so he's been in some pretty dramatic acting roles. I think that he's got the chops to pull this off. I agree. Plus, a I Black like, Panther movie is just gonna be good. You know what I like about the Marvel casting, and this is a slight off topic, but they don't just choose like twenty-year-old, like you know, I'm a fresh face, right? Yeah, from Disney. You or, know, and, and it's, they it's, also it's, don't go with just like, hey, here's a guy who's been in everything. Yeah, you know, like, they choose this is people the one who, guy. Who are like not super recognizable, but at the same time aren't like 
27. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. Chadwick Boseman is, you know, he, he was born in 77. He's in his 30s. You know, he's he's solidly. Which, you know, you know T'Challa should be. Yeah. Like, he's it, an older and, guy. And the same with, you know, with Tony Stark, with uh, Robert Downey Jr. And, and even uh, Chris Evans, you know, he, he looks like he's got, he's, he's got a little age on him. Yeah. And I, I think nice. that that fits with what they've been doing. Fun fact about Boseman. Uh, apparently he has signed a five film deal. Interesting. Um, so two yeah. Avengers and uh, maybe three of his own? Maybe, dude. I'd we'll see. So we'll anyway, see. next movie on the list. Wait, we got, you forgot to mention oh. the Thor one. Uh, it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. Oh, because, yeah. okay. Next up on the list is uh, Captain Marvel, which I think we're all yes. pretty excited about. Woo! And not the original and Captain Marvel. And they have confirmed Carol it's Danvers. Carol Danvers. Now, Carol Danvers Marvel. Now, I have a feeling I know how they're going to do this, but I don't want to spoil Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for anyone. Okay, don't. Okay, so (laughs) you're saying that there are clues to this in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Absolutely. Okay. I I think. I think. Am I going to have to start watching that, though? If you want me to spoil I know Chewie probably won't want me to spoil it. If you want me to spoil it for you and explain why, I will do that off mic. Yeah, I'll do that off mic. But if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and you're curious, write us an email and I'll I'll, I'll email you back. So, female superhero. I told my daughter who's a Title it like Captain Marvel spoilers. Yeah, write something in there so that way nobody nobody will know so female superhero in her own movie which we all thought was gonna be black widow and up against wonder woman in roughly the same year i believe it's 2018 all i gotta say battle of the babes all i gotta say is kelly sue deconic i gotta say it out loud hashtag bgsd my my friend i i applause to you my dear uh, work. My daughter turns ten that year. That would be perfect. Uh, yeah. Be so we're going to see those. <laughs> uh, next I already up, told her. <laughs> <laughs> next up is Avengers: Infinity War Part One and Two. Uh, well, two well, they announced yes. both of them. But they announced both of them. So Part One. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna they're gonna Harry Potter this thing, and they're gonna. <laughs> now here's the other thing. It's Infinity. It's the Infinity Gauntlet. Clearly, yeah. right? Yeah. And we read that book. That yeah. thing is stupid long. <laughs> so, are they going to make? E- is it going to be like a three-hour tour on each movie? Like, are oh, we? I gonna, hope not. And are we going to be okay with that? Because honestly, I would not mind staying through a three-hour Marvel movie. No, I, I kind of would. It depends on how much Adam Warlock there is. <laughs> <laughs> they already showed his cocoon in one of those movies. Yeah, clearly he's going to be. I mean, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two is two years before that. Oh, so true, keep in true. mind that they have a lot to set up uh, going you, on. Just, just hold on, guys. Let's just pause for a moment and imagine all the Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther. Imagine how Thor. expensive that Blu-ray box set is going to oh, be. No, that, no, not, not imagine that. Just how imagine that movie is. Imagine all of them on screen at the same time fighting Thanos. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to get five Berlin. seconds of screen time. And then you'll look over and see some girl with her boyfriend who's like, "Oh my god, this is so much fun!" And be like, "It's happening. We won." <laughs> We've won. won even more than we've won before. We just keep winning. Anyway. And now I know what Charlie like Sheen feels. We're like DJ Khaled. We're like DJ Khaled. All I do is win. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. So what else? They announced a couple Marvel other things movies, you haven't I can yet. never give it up. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, probably the next uh, most controversial part, uh, Doctor Strange. Oh. Um, oh, you know what? I'm reading this out You're of order. Out that's of order. I did notice that. So how, okay. what's, what's the order go, Alan? So let's go what we had done uh, so far. So it's Captain America 3. Okay. They, they really made this weird. Um, Captain America here. 3. Oh. Captain America, Doctor Strange, Guardians, Thor, Black Panther, Avengers 1. Okay, so let's. So we talked about Captain America. Let's talk about Doctor Strange. By the way, Thor 3 is called Ragnarok. Thor 3, oh. Ragnarok. Let's talk about Doctor Strange. Let's go in order. So Doctor Strange. They supposedly announced Doctor Strange. However... There is a possibility that it is not who they are. Yeah, said they're it is. in negotiations right now with. They, Bennett, they with didn't the, announce in the big Marvel no, announcement that it was going to be no. Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. But but, but they but, Which I think but is the laziest casting 
ever. Really? I agree. No, I I am 100% I, on that. I, 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 I don't think that it's lazy casting. I, I think, think it'd be, it would be like casting um, Black Panther as Idris Elba. It's just uh, like, oh, well, who should we choose? Let's choose the one the one I, person I, who I, sort I, of fits that perfectly. I, I got to yeah. say, but I'm okay with that. I like, because I like Benedict Cumberbatch. No, no I, mean, I, I, I don't mind who Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay, but, then tell you what. Tell you what. Let's do this again. Fan cast. Who would you rather have as Doctor Strange then? Ah, uh, man. There's so many people who would be Walking Phoenix was the Strange. other person they were talking to. Wow. I would rather a I would rather Walking Phoenix. Like like think of Walking Phoenix from the Inherent Vice trailer, sort of that unhinged kind of a psycho Walking Phoenix would be perfect for the unhinged kind of a psycho no, Sorcerer I'm, Supreme. I'm, I'm thinking more like older gentlemen um I, sort I just, of like sort of like uh, uh how many penguins will be in the movie. Sort of <laughs> <laughs> Guys, would see that video. Uh, a, a sidebar: There's a video online that is from uh, a BBC documentary that Benedict Cumberbatch is narrating, where he's supposed to be talking about like penguins in Ecuador, and says penguins wrong like 14 times. First, it was penguins, then penguins, <laughs> then peng. Pe- he just penguins. He's like the penguins, and they're on Graham Norton. He's like, he's like, can you say penguins? Like, like yes, I can. He's like, they they wrote it down, and I read what they wrote. I just imagine. <laughs> I think the best Doctor Strange would be whoever does the voice of Doctor Orpheus in Venture Brothers. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Can we just get Doctor Orpheus, please? I'm the only one here yeah. who likes Cumberbatch, man. I'm anyway, a, I'm moving a, forward, I see a lot of things. I like him. I like Sherlock. Guys, it's okay. The Hobbit. I'm okay. excited. If it's if it turns out to be Benedict, I would not be disappointed. Okay. Chewy, I'd go see it regardless of who they choose. Thor yes, Ragnarok. Yes. Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Why are you excited for this? What does Ragnarok mean? So Ragnarok is the Viking apocalypse. So <laughs> in basically, uh, you know, here in the West, you are very familiar with revelations, uh-huh. you know, things like that, you know, end times and stuff like that. In Viking Norse mythology, the most metal type of mythology, um, there is Ragnarok, where basically the gods of the North fight to the death and we all perish in this giant god fight. And there's a giant serpent. That so is true. also, it's cool because we might finally get to see uh, Surtur. Yeah. And apparently, yeah, this is the Ragnarok storyline uh-huh. is what introduces Beta Ray Bill. <gasps> Could you head. imagine they're the Marvel not... movie where they put? Oh, the, let's just we don't know yet, Alan. I want to imagine they're, they're gonna not going to do Beta Ray Bill. Bill. Oh, please, if they're if not going out, to. Horse Odin, Odin, if you're up there for real, so let Beta Ray Bill be in the movie. Uh, and of course, Mr. Ed. There's one more you haven't. And of course. The Inhumans, Ooh. yes, which I am not excited for at all. What? Really, ah, really, just cannot get into it. Jack Kirby created them. Mm, Black Bolt. Black Bolt's okay. You know what bugs me about Black Bolt? Black Bolt. They didn't talk at all. His real name, Blackagar Boltagon. Blackagar Boltagon. <laughs> <laughs> that is his real name. Dorky. His superhero name is Black Bolt. His real name is Blackagar. Are you kidding you me? You know who's tipped to play him? Huh. Uh, Vin Diesel. Nah, that's what they've been saying. <laughs> no, it'd be perfect. Yeah, no, they've been. It would they've be been so negative. perfect. Don't think so. Because his voice has already been used by, by Groot, so he can't speak. Well, but he doesn't thing. speak. He doesn't that's speak. the point. I know. That's what I'm saying. That he he mentioned. You know, he's like they seem to think I'm an inhuman or something like that, and then like they're just like he's like I don't know. Maybe I think Marvel doesn't really like to hear me speak. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the proper order is Captain America 3, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Thor, Black Panther, Avengers Part 1, Captain Marvel, Inhumans, Avengers Part 2. I think it's interesting that Captain Marvel and Inhumans are going to be in between the two Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll like, like they'll have a bigger presence in Avengers 2 once they've been introduced mm-hmm. in their own films. Mm-hmm. It's possible. That's well, Avengers 2 or is not, clearly, clearly going to be the, you know, the... 
Avengers Infinity War Part 2. Yeah, where, where they're clearly going to be fighting Thanos, actually. Which is technically Avengers 4. I hope they call it Avengers 4 Infinity War Part 2. Oh, two. you know what? So Infinity War just... <laughs> Infinity War, clearly. <laughs> what? Yeah, like so that movie numbers. that came out recently, it's Rambo, Spider-Man 5, Spider-Man Ra- 2. Rambo. <laughs> no, it's like First Blood. Rambo, First Blood Part 2. Rambo. The third one shouldn't be Rambo 3. It should be Rambo 2, First Blood Part 3. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's like that Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man 5, colon, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Dude, but, um, yeah, Marvel. He, so th- they've said, you know, Infinity War is going to be the finale to the Avengers uh, films. That's what they've said. That's the And then fin- they're just going to stop making money after that. No, because yeah. that, that's what I wanted to pick your brains about and be like, okay, so they're introducing Black Panther. They're introducing, you know, other characters. And, and this is just what they've announced Right now, yeah. oh, they'd be, as, as, as they'd be stupid to stop that money machine. They're going to yeah. keep that rolling as long as it'll as it'll, long it'll as they can keep money. actors under contract. As yeah. we saw with mm. you know DC, sometimes they're just like, "Hey, so this movie's going to happen, and no one's made any rumblings of it." All a Suicide Squad and of the yeah. all that stuff. They're just like, "Hey, this is going to happen in two years." Um, so there's still plenty of time for more movies to just That's be true. like, "Hey, they, here you go." I can already tell you, they really want Spider Man. They want yeah. Spider Man yeah, so, so bad. So, bad. so here, so here would be my question: Are do you think they're just going to be slowly introducing these other characters that seem seem to the non-comic book person kind of more random like okay doctor strange okay we got that i mean they're doing all sorts of weird ones with those netflix shows exactly and and i'm and i'm not saying that you know in main canon these are these are accurate but do you think cinematically they might be throwing some seeds out there to see kind of what people gravitate towards you and be like hmm young avengers new avengers you know, there's not one Avengers team. It's true. And if that's going to be the finale of the Avengers that we all know now as the Avengers, which isn't necessarily the way it is in the comic books, due oh. to rights and stuff like that, you know, you mm-hmm. have Black Panther there, dude. You yeah, still have, hey, you still have the, the quintessential Avengers ending, mm-hmm. which is disassembled. True. Yeah. You still have mind, to do a disassemble. I would mind the young Avengers. That would be fun. I would not mind that either. Hmm. We'll see. Gosh. I'm just saying that's that was the first thing I thought when I was looking at that timeline. I saw where they were inserted. Mm. I'm like, you have a, a good little core there introduced as of right now before you know the finale hits. You know, so they're gonna have some quote unquote experience under their belts. I wonder if they're gonna tie that to be, be like, well, someone needs to take up the mantle. We're not gonna be you know the Avengers. We're gonna be the new Avengers or something like that. Well, the new Avengers is already a thing. Yeah, and you need Wolverine and Spider Man for it. Well, yeah, no, I'm I'm just, but I'm just saying cinematically. Yeah, okay. and if they really, really, really want Spider Man, they're not gonna get it. I don't know. I don't. I out of all the rumors, okay, so there was uh, there is a rumor floating Sony's around that Sony and Marvel are. Sony's thinking about auctioning off Spider-Man while they can still get money for it. Yeah. Um, uh, they, in the Marvel press conference, they asked about that. and Somebody they asked said, about it. It's a rumor no, what he or said, it's not true. Yeah, what he said is everything that is not mentioned here today is either straight up not true or rumor that is still being worked out. So he never said no necessarily. But I am not willing to believe that Sony is going to give up Spider-Man anytime soon. Yeah, they're. I mean, yeah, they, but they really need to do something. I, I don't think they're going to give it up. I think it's going to be they pried kinda, from their hands. Kinda, I, kinda financial, their I think financially, they're going to be put in a position to where it's like... I don't think Sony pictures any any financial trouble. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> so, let's talk very briefly about the distinguished competition and what's going on in their neck of the woods. Well, what do they got going on then? <clears throat> There's an article here I found. It's from moviepilot.com. The title of the article. Batman 
reportedly to where, and I quote this exactly, a missile firing kryptonite laced armored bat suit and drive two Batmobiles. Jeez. <laughs> At the, At same, the same time? time? <laughs> no, no. One of them's got to be remote controlled. But I, I was hoping when I announced By that bats. that Ryan's reaction would be, <sighs> and Chewie's reaction would be, really? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, um, according to just, this, it says there are it. two bat suits. Um, this is some 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 Batman news. I guess uh, Affleck's trainer and him they talk every day. There are two bat suits. We've seen them both before. He has a traditional bat suit and an armored bat suit, like in The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, the armored bat suit has kryptonite all over it, and it can shoot missiles. There are two Batmobiles. Um, let me shoot, let me see. Um, let's see. Oh, this is for all the ladies. Affleck has a shirtless scene as Bruce Wayne to show off his new physique. Of course Ooh. he does. Uh, the shirtless scene is beautiful. The DC just loves them shirtless boys. Yeah. Uh, the shirtless scene is a beautiful <laughs> shot. shirtless shows. boys? Is yeah. that their newest comic book series? So. Them shirtless um, boys. Sounds yeah. like the newest yeah. country album. Damn shirtless to, balls. Ac- according to uh, Jennifer Garner, this which because it would talk about the Batman voice, and apparently according to Jennifer Garner, this is exactly what she says about his voice uh, comparatively. Uh, she says, we were not privy to the Batman voice at home. But I've been on set enough to hear bits of it. It's spot on, growly and decisive and sexy. Oh God! Well, that's her. <coughs> it's her yeah. husband. Yeah. So if I do say so myself, exactly you, you what you would hope it would be. So yeah, because Jennifer as Garner, as long as it's, as long as it's better than than the Daredevil voice, I think so. Um, I think they should just record Kevin Conroy saying everything and then like <laughs> just have overdub ben it. Affleck like limps. You know, what, honestly, I would pay for a Kickstarter where after the movie comes out, you can just. Download Kevin Conroy saying everything that I would like pay, a riff track. Like, I would yeah. pay Kevin Conroy to have a service where you tell him what to say and he gives you motivational sayings as Batman. So it'd be like, You can get through today. I'd be like, Yes, thanks, yes. Batman. Or like, You made the right choice there. Thank you. My God. Like, I'd feel so good hey, every day. Today's going to be a good day. Alan, Green Lantern is better than me. <laughs> today's going to be a good day. <laughs> Alan. I like your drawings. Yeah. Your art skills are great. Oh, he's glowing, guys. If you admit it's you like that. Not as, it's not as good as the, the face I made with the core comment. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, as an honorary member of the Green Lantern Corps, I welcome you to the core. <laughs> uh, thanks, Batman, except you can't be part of it. I mean, you got the ring once. He, he was Black Lantern, um, wasn't he? That was he, he was, was a dead. Black Lantern, but... Oh, uh, let's not talk about it anymore. Also, okay. he was a Green Lantern once. He was a Yellow Lantern for brief moment also. Let's not talk about on it the, um, On the other side of things, uh, I also heard, and I told this to Ryan, and I was kind of intrigued by it, because we know we talked about Marvel and how they're doing like television series that cross into their cinematic yes. universe. And wow, we, wow. All, we all wondered, like, why does DC not follow suit? Because that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Johns made a comment. I don't have it pulled up exactly, but I was reading this article and he made a comment basically saying that, well, the TV and the movie universes exist as multi in a, in a, like a multiverse. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome, dude. So they, uh, he didn't say anything about like, oh, it's going to be crossover, but yeah. he, the idea that there's a multiverse like they, like that they like, exist side by Quit side. Quit lying about it. Multiverse. <laughs> Boom. We did it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be interesting? DC then? loves the multiverse. I would say, yeah. I would say DC loves the multiverse more than Marvel does because they love it. They hate it. It's like an on again, off again girlfriend that they love. <laughs> they've been yeah. together with for years, but wouldn't it be interesting if they did uh so they're doing Barry Allen on the Flash TV show. Mm-hmm. What if they did Wally West for the Flash movie? Oh. And then they had this weird crossover. Yeah, so it's yeah. Barry Allen meets Wally West. They yeah. tap into the Speed Force. Oh, the Speed By Force. By the way, speaking of Speed Force, did you guys ever... I, we forgot to mention this. Did you check out the... I, are you doing, What's you know wrong with the Speed Force? You know what I'm going to talk about, don't you? I'm not saying any words. Go. The, did you guys check out the Grant Morrison's map of the DC multiverse? 
No. no. It is wacky as hell. Did they release it in higher resolution? Uh, I thought it was too wait, small. That, I, yeah, I have one that's in a de- I have one that's in a decent resolution I can show you guys after, but oh they gosh. show the they show all the worlds, they show the speed force yeah. wall, they show where apocalypse is oh, versus what? where it's it's wacky, dude. I, I want I there was apparently a copy of it giving out at Comic-Con that I didn't get like a folded poster. Is it like 8 feet long? No, it's like a 24 by 30 like a standard size poster that yeah. you normally see. Mm. But it is it I'm is going to say 24 by 30 feet. It is <laughs> wacky as heck. I want I need to show you this thing. It is they it painted is on your looking. garage door. <laughs> <laughs> Grant Morrison painted himself. Yeah. Grant Morrison drew a picture of it and then he's like, Can you draw this for me? <laughs> I'm sorry. That accent me? again. Stop. Can you draw me <laughs> drawing it. That's how he sounds, man. Anyways, we tell you what, when you guys can do a better Grant Morrison, then I will stop doing it. But until that day comes, I will continue to do my Grant Morrison. I'm find a Grant Morrison soundboard <laughs> next one, time. The yeah, one right. thing that um, kind of gets me excited about them now, because I'm like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. They're not like interconnected. But what kind of gets me excited is this. Four words. Charlie Hoonam, Green Arrow. Ooh. Cinematically. Charlie, yeah. you can do a Charlie Hoonam, Green <laughs> Arrow because, you know, it's yeah, different. you could do them. You have the money. Do it, DC. <laughs> Charlie Hoonam, Green Arrow. Also, they also rumored, I heard there's a show in talks he right now. Like because God. Gotham's been very successful for them. There's another show in talks for them to do. Um, that is uh, for their other biggest superhero property mm-hmm. called I heard about this. Krypton. Oh, no, really? I heard that there's, no, they're wait, talking they, about developing a Supergirl what? show. Why? I heard about that, too, but I've heard Are they're also serious? talking. Yeah. They did Smallville. Mm-hmm. Why do we need? Because it's not going to be about Smallville. It's going to be before Superman was born. It's going to take place on the planet. How far it's back gonna, can you go? It's going <laughs> to star, uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Russell Crowe? Yeah, Russell Crowe. <laughs> no, but they did talk about that. About but Russell due to the Crow. success of Gotham, they're thinking about doing a Krypton-based show. Is so. Gotham successful? Uh, yeah, apparently they're just doing well for them. I've watched only two episodes of it, but I've been meaning to watch more. Um, Can we get a TV show called Red Sun? Speaking of Gotham. <laughs> I'd watch that. I would too. Especially Comrade Bat. Comrade Bat. Speaking of Gotham, um, I have one more little piece of news. Um, so there's a show that they've been talking about, a live action show that's based on a very popular comic universe. Uh, and that comic universe is the Archie universe. Woo! And they're yeah. going to make a, sh- a weekly show apparently coming out called Riverdale that supposedly is supposed to be a cross between... I don't want to wait. No. <laughs> It's supposed to be a cross between Twin Peaks and Gotham. That is how they've described the show. I love Twin Peaks. I would love to see Archie Twin Peaks. How awesome would that be? Like, do it. Just do it so I can see it. I need to see it. Like, just take that Batman paint and dip the Archie. Heck yeah! Yeah, Right. I want dark. I want dark goth Jughead. Oh my god! (laughs) Jughead just has a deep dark secret somewhere. (laughs) His hat is a portal to some other universe. Bigger sandwiches from somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah, Jughead, you have to stop drinking. I don't want to need to do anything. <laughs> I don't want to be in this universe anymore. <laughs> I want to go to Chughead. Chughead, stop eating hamburger. We <laughs> love you, Chughead. so much, we had to start calling him Chughead. Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love you so much. <laughs> Why'd you turn to CeeLo Green right there? <laughs> Hey, do you want to hear something completely ridiculous that yes. I read on the internet? Yes. Uh, so all of it in the Avengers, the movie that's coming out, mm-hmm. we've got Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, right? Mm-hmm. And they can't be mutants. who they're supposed to be. Yeah, they're miracles. mutants. The the child of uh, the children of Magneto, because Magneto's not not in that universe right now. Uh, but you know who else has has white hair in the Marvel Avengers universe and has superpowers and tends to, you know, sort of philander. The original Captain Marvel, Marvel. Oh, that's true. Oh, hey. 
and true. we know that they're making a Captain Marvel movie at some point later. Oh. Does this fit into your Shield theory? No, at all? And, it's not at all. And we we also know that Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, he's a he's a Kree warrior that sort of ties in with that. Mm. Uh, so oh. I read this on. Uh, they can use Kree, right? That's interesting. Yeah, I that's interesting. I read, I read this on, oh, I they I read, did. They did. Read it on right, Slash right. Film or uh, Comics Alliance. That's interesting. Which one? That's an interesting thought. It's an interesting thought. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. We'll check that out. Um, I'm excited about comic book movies. <laughs> Me too. Comic buddy. book movies. Uh, we should, should we change back matter to comic book movie chat? <laughs> Do we ever talk you about anything us. other than back matter? Yeah, no. well, we, we, read read we read letters. Yeah, we, we talk about, about books. Oh yeah, we out. didn't get any emails this time. Come on, no, guys. Hey, uh, Capture Ooh. Creatures is coming out. <sighs> When's that? <gasps> I think it's coming out first week of November. Oh, that was the last thing we forgot about. So, um, oh, also, uh, you linked me that thing about Junji Ito oh, doing yeah? Pokemon. So. Uh, I do have to comment on this, just being yeah. you know that guy, um, yeah. the Junji Ito, the author and uh, creator of the Amagara Fault that we read last time, doing that really creepy thing. So you sent me the link, uh-huh. and it showed um, a picture of a Baynet, which is a ghost type Pokemon. For you guys, I saw it. Baynet is a it. ghost type Pokemon who uh, takes over. It's basically a haunted doll. Uh, that sounds it's a haunted horrible. Doll. It's like Robert the Haunted Doll. So and like then Chucky. I started thinking, like, there are so many messed up Robert Pokedex did. entries yeah, that would Robert. make for really good horror movies. For example, Hypno, one of the yeah. original 150, Hypno. is known to Hypno. put children to sleep yeah. and then walk off with them. Yeah. Wow. He's like Krampus the Pokemon. He's basically Krampus the Pokemon. Pokemon. Also, Drifloon, another ghost type Pokemon, which looks like a balloon, Hypno. is. If a child grabs grabs onto like one of its little legs that looks like a string, it will lead them to the underworld. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I was telling you earlier, Ryan. Alakazam. Like I was telling you earlier, wait, 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 wait. Ryan, no. Pokemon, you probably really dig it. <laughs> Alakazam is has a brain that's smarter than a supercomputer. Yes. What happens if it figures out it's smarter than the people who hold it inside of a tiny ball? Well, it's gonna have to learn how to say a word other than its name. <laughs> mm, that's a very Tele- good point. Not if it, not if it makes your brain explode when and, you learn how to say anything. And of course, Alakazam. And of course, Mewtwo is basically a genetically engineered killing machine. Yeah, yep. it is. So true. keep that. See, in mind. a lot of people when they're like, when I'm like, oh yeah, something about Pokemon, they're like, oh, you still like Pokemon? I'm like, well, I mean, I still love Pokemon. They'll see me wearing like a Bulbasaur shirt. And I love like, that shirt. It, yeah, Bulbasaur shirt. And then people will Bulba, be like, so, some people are like, Bulbasaur. oh, that's awesome. Or some people are like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, it's Pokemon. And they're like. Pokemon and they like raise their eyebrow like aren't you like an adult? Aren't you at least in your late teens? <laughs> Don't yeah, you like them. have a beard or something? <laughs> and, then I'm like, and then I'm just like, they turn they Hispanic for a moment. <laughs> they, don't, they don't understand. Why do they turn to Rosie Perez? Because <laughs> only Rosie Perez doesn't understand <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> Everyone else That's gets fair. it. That's fair. Um, no, and then they don't the understand how of Rosie Perez, how <laughs> metal, a lifetime Pokemon original movie, <laughs> <laughs> how metal Pokemon written is, by Chris, Chris Claremont. It's <laughs> oh, pretty metal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we're just being silly. All right, um, one uh, one more thing. Uh, Chewie and I had the um, distinct pleasure uh, the other day of going to a um, a signing a slash kind of little event. Uh, with an author that we've read on this, uh, we've read on this uh, comic, a writer actually, writer artist um, that we've read, and he actually made a small appearance tonight, uh, Cena Grace. And uh, what was the name of the other gentleman that was there? Was Todd? What was his name? Uh, it was Ken Christensen. Ken Christensen, who writes a book called Todd the Ugly. Is it Todd the Ugliest Todd, Boy in the World? Yeah, Todd, which the is ugliest boy pretty in the world. funny. Uh, it's 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 it's, it's, it's ugliest kid on earth. That's what it is. Uh, ugliest kid on earth, and it's it's pretty funny. But we had um, we had a pretty good time, like like hanging out with them. They're very inspiring people, and they talked a lot about Image Comics and how it's really open and 
you know, really inspired me and, and Chewy to get working on our on our creative projects. So I, I don't know if either of them are listening, but just a shout out. Thank you guys for an amazing night. I had a difficult day that day and you definitely made my day yes. turn around and uh, made me inspired to do do also, good things. Also, uh, also I, thanks, I, I, Cena, for the sweet music trading cards. Yeah. Uh, he gave me some sweet music trading cards from the 90s that were in a pack. I opened it up. There was a Bell nice. Biv DeVoe card, a wow. Hall & Oates card. Whoa. Uh, it's pretty cool. Some I, cool stuff I learned, I was able to learn a lot of insight as to where a certain book uh, we're not allowed to say things but, but we know some things eventually so we'll and see. I highly I just everyone buy that book make it as successful as possible because you won't be disappointed that's all we'll say yes um, so that is going to wrap up back matter for us that's going to wrap up our show but before we go we always want to give you guys a preview of the books we'll be reading next time uh, so what was first prince next time what are we doing oh why last man I'll let Alan introduce it because he's really stoked about it so uh first prince for next time uh i'm gonna go ahead and give the reins over to alan here which is something i don't normally do now now don't crash the carriage please uh, uh it's my first time <laughs> oh my god alan we're on fire why alan why? <laughs> so next next time what are we reading on on uh so on we're first reading Pets? something that i uh i I kind of picked out a little bit uh but i really am excited to read this it's going to be volume one of why the last man uh, written by who was it again? Ian? Brian K. Vaughn and drawn by P. Aguera. There you ah, go. There we go. So, so that will be our first prints for next time. It's a comic I've, I've I've heard a lot about and I've been wanting to read and I have never gotten around to it. So this has kind of forced me to do that. Um, so uh, we also have here's my issue for next time and I'm gonna have to throw it back to Alan again. Uh-huh. Uh, so Alan, what are you gonna be bringing for here's my issue next time? So I'm bringing a book uh, that is. Uh, Something I've been wanting to read for a while. It's based off a Jonathan Colton song, sort of. Oh, oh, oh. Alan, I, I, I have to say, it. Alan, I love you because I know what you're going to bring, and I'm okay. so excited. I'm going to Jonathan bring, Colton's my my favorite. I'm going to bring a book uh, written Stay by Greg chair. Pack called yes. um, "Code Monkey Save World." Yes, oh, oh, dude, that's oh my awesome. God. Oh my God, we're listening to Jonathan <laughs> Colton when we get done with this podcast. Oh, I'm so man. excited. I actually picked up a book about uh, how to make comic books, written by, uh, co written by Greg Pack. And in it, we see references to Code Monkey Save World. Yeah, it's something I've been seeing along on his Tumblr a whole lot, so I'm excited oh, to read it. I love Jonathan Colton. That was going to be great. <laughs> Chewie, what's your, what, what's your, try to top that for me. <laughs> hey, do you guys like the Cold War, sort of? Sure, why not? I guess it was kind of cold. <laughs> Um, okay, so the book that I'm re- uh, that I'm I, w- I want you guys to read is uh, on Dark Horse. It is called The White Suits Number One. Okay, okay, and it's written by Frank Barberi. Barbier. Bar- we re- we Bar- read his book. I, I can never pronounce his last name. Barbieri. Barbieri. Uh, and the artist is Toby Cypress, and uh, it looks pretty awesome. I've read it before. I think you guys will enjoy it, but we'll see. Frank Barbieri and Toby Cypress, The White Suits Number One on Dark Horse. Cool. Uh, so I brought a Marvel book last time. So being that I'm a big two kind of guy, I got to give the distinguished competition, uh, DC Comics, Detective Comics, a uh, entry as well. So Alan, I'm going to be bringing you a Batman book. God, mother. A Batman book that doesn't have Batman, but it's one of his related characters. It's a book called Grayson. Uh, it's a new oh, book. It's written by okay. Tim Seeley. I'm okay uh, with art that. Art by Mikhail Janine. Let me oh, give you just like a Tim Seeley. Let me give you a brief concept of what this what this is. This is according to Comicsology. It says Dick Grayson, former sidekick, former superhero, former dead man, and now agent of Spiral. Nightwing is no more. Now there is only Grayson. I'm down for that. So it 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 sounds, it, it, it sounds kind of cool. It's Dick Grayson is a secret agent. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm uh, just 
sort of choosing off the cuff, uh, there's a writer that I really like, or artist, writer, guy, uh, named Corey Lewis, who goes by Ray with like four or five Ys. It's a lot of Ys. Uh, so he's been doing, uh, he he did this book called Shark Knife that I really like. Uh, <gasps> I've been meaning to bring that. It's on my list. And so he, recently he just decided to make some random fan comics and put them online to download. Uh, so he made one called RM, A-R-E-M, that's basically a um, Super Metroid fan comic. And I'm bringing that. No way. Cool. Yeah. All right. Oh, wow. This, awesome. This is going to be a me, fun episode next time. Oh, oh I remember you showing cool. me. This is going to be. Yeah, I remember you showing me that. All right. I'm stoked. Let's Th- do that. This is going to be a fun episode next time, guys. So we don't want you to miss it. So thank you all for listening. And uh, we do uh, want to invite you to come back next time to the only podcast that is two and a half hours long because we just can't seem to tap into the speed force. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I did it. I made him laugh. With wow. <laughs> Actually, I like. I was just like, boom, right in the funny <laughs> spot. Um, <laughs> I'm Alan. I'm Chewy. I'm Ian. I'm Ryan. Stay in your mids, everybody. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.